0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a younger product?
1: It's to be Jeff. The green rise to the top oh, yeah. And you're listening to
2: all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. They sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the
3: Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Telephone 5. It's funny, I'm starting to lose track of what number I'm on, so I pause for a bit. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are enjoying these episodes, getting to know the backstory. You guys have heard me say this, blah, 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 right? But the funny thing is, is I've noticed as I've gone back and listened I've asked a lot of the same questions, but the reason that I do that is because everybody has a different answer. Everybody has an answer of, oh, when I was playing figures, I was setting fire to my room or I was having buried alive matches. And that's, what's great about this. And I enjoy hearing these stories from everyone. So, And I hope you guys are too. I hope you guys aren't bored of these. But the best thing is is that stories change from episode to episode. You just don't know what story is going to come up. And that's what I love. Ryan had the story of him setting fire in his room. Travis was setting off fireworks in his room for Kane's pyro. Brandon didn't even play with figures. But we still love Hova. By the way, happy birthday, big man. So guys, without further ado, let's call our very... First
2: guest. Mr. Jeff, how are you?
3: Is this Michael Sugarman?
2: It is. How's it going?
3: It's going well. I love your last name, man. I got to say, Sugarman <laughs> is such a great last name.
2: <laughs> it, has, it lends itself to, to many a good nickname.
3: <laughs> what are some that uh, people have called you?
2: Oh, gosh. Sug, Sug Knight, Sweet and Low, um, <laughs> Sugar Daddy... Um, any variation of of sugar you can think of, and uh, I've I've probably gotten at one point.
3: I promise I will not call you any of those. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right, and congrats on the newborn.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, He's made it uh, 10 weeks today, so we're feeling like we've accomplished something and uh just every day is a new adventure but we're really excited how are you doing i'm
3: doing good up here we actually just got extended to may 31st out here oh wow yeah i don't know what los angeles's cutoff is but we just got extended out to may 31st to shelter in place so guess i'm gonna be doing more of these
2: (laughs) yeah last i heard we were going to the 15th but i uh I feel very lucky for many reasons, one of which is I'm on parental leave until uh, early June. So we weren't planning on going many places anyway, but uh, this keeps us a little in a little bit more.
3: Would you be working from home if you weren't doing the uh, parental thing?
2: Yeah, our office is uh, shut down and we're working remotely. Um, so it, it would be staying here anyway. So and I feel lucky to be able to do that.
3: Gotcha, gotcha. So I've been waiting to talk to you and you were like, no, got to feed the kid. You've been making me wait. <laughs> sorry, sorry
2: about that. Nah,
3: dude. it's all good, man. I've been watching uh, WCW Capital Combat 1990. Oh my gosh. And that is the one where RoboCop
2: came out, surprisingly. Oh, wow. That, that's, a, that's, an, that's an important one. That that story you know, stands the test of time.
3: <laughs> but you know what? Now that I look back at it, it was in the middle of a show and it wasn't during a match. So it's okay. It's like it wasn't a big, big angle. They made a big deal about it. And yes, it is ridiculous that freaking Robocop comes out, but it's not that bad. It didn't have anything to do with the match. The horsemen were just beaten down Sting and Robocop comes out to make the save and then that's it.
2: So yeah, it's I not that why bad. it gets such a bad bad rap. Like it's it it uh it's no different than any other like a mini celebrity appearance that uh going on now
3: oh uh, it's just the ridiculousness of it yeah. being robocop <laughs> <laughs> touche so i have to ask are you getting more sleep now than you did in new york
2: <laughs> well i think the answer to that is yes and that is in part because uh i i love my wife greatly and one of the many reasons is when in the middle of the night when, she, when she's feeding um she lets me sleep so uh for the most part and uh Uh, That's enabled me to get more sleep and, uh, you know, we've been alternating back and forth naps and all that. So it's a different level of crazy right now, Um, but (laughs) all all good. New York was quite an experience and uh, hopefully I'm hoping to recreate that experience uh, next year. Hopefully uh, everything calms down. Uh, Obviously safety first, but hopefully everything calms down and WrestleMania can stay in L.A. next year.
3: Yeah. So the backstory to Michael is Michael got to New York and he didn't stop. (laughs) <laughs> you were a madman getting autographs and yeah. you could tell how ran down you were by the end of the, the yeah. weekend. Uh, Michael's hair was all over the place. Like picture your <laughs> average person of like running off of maybe nine hours sleep in about four days. That was Michael.
2: <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. And you know, I, I didn't know when I'd get to go again. Uh, you know, didn't you know traveling for an event is just not as easy. Uh, for personal reasons, and I was like, oh, I wanted to get you know the most out of the experience, and it was great being being at Rusticon meeting a bunch of people, it was a Fig Life meetup, and uh, it it was definitely an, an experience I will not forget.
3: The funny thing is, is Celeste and I, well, when Celeste and I saw you every single time, it was like you were ha- more and more haggard, but it. it's a it's in a funny way, it's in a funny context. It's not yeah. it's not like I'm making fun of you. But literally, you could see the deterioration of you <laughs> <laughs> throughout the weekend because of the lack of sleep that you had going on.
2: Well, it was like a lot of, like, it was like a lot of planning, like I wanted, I had saved and I wanted to get certain people and, um, you know, it was by myself, so I, I couldn't carry everything, you have to go back and forth, you didn't know the lines and it was, uh, it took a lot of strategizing and, you know, I, I, when I say I made some mistakes, it wasn't like anything tragic happened, but like, I, you know. Were I to do, again, there's you know, things I would you know do differently. And, and, um, but it was, it was a lot of fun and, and, uh, it got to meet a lot of fun people and a lot of good memories.
3: Yeah, it was man. And, uh, let's go down the list or you don't have to name them all because I don't know if you can remember them all, but which autographs did you get?
2: Off the top of my head, I remember getting Mark Henry, Bob Backlund, Rhino, Christian, Trish. I-, I think the most like memorable thing for me of the day would have been um being able to complete in one day the horseman box set the Mattel box set and mm-hmm. getting jj on it and, and the tragic thing was um i didn't have enough cash on me to get uh, the number of flare autographs i wanted and so the guy running the line said i'll just run the atm and come back and i did none of the atms were available but long story short i, I came back and Flair was cutting off his line but, and I wasn't gonna, I was like the last person that I was not going to uh, be able to get an autograph. But I looked at the guy and was like, you said I'd be fine, like I, the only reason I went was because you said, But long story, he, he convinced Flair to like, get me let me get his autographs. And that like saved the day for me because I would have been crushed if I had done all that and not gotten um, Flair's autograph. So it worked out. Um, you know, didn't get everything I wanted. Wish I had gotten Steamboat that day, but I got a, you know, a bunch of good stuff and, uh, It was
3: pretty fun. You mentioned Steamboat. The reason I was able to get that Elite Legends Flashback Steamboat autographed was because of you. You and I were in line for Taker. or Actually, we were going to meet up in line for Taker, but you're like, hey, do you need Steamboat? And I'm like, yeah, dude, we can't find that series up here anywhere. And you're like, I got you. I was like, cool, dude, I need this. And then because you were able to help me out with that Steamboat, I was able to get that autograph in New York and I thank you.
2: Happy to do it. And, uh, you know, my, like I, I've, pretty much I've learned so much from you, but also the sort of community that, you know, you have helped build and Scott has helped build and, and everyone, you know, have helped me out so much. Like it was the least I could do was to, to, you know, help, help you out with that. And it's very rare for me that I'm in that position, not because I don't want to, but I don't make it out as often and don't catch things as often. So when I caught that, I was like, Absolutely. It was, it was, it was happy to do it. Well, let's
3: not give Scott credit. Scott, Scott's not here. <laughs> so I'll take all the credit for us. Yeah. It's
2: all, no problem. Might,
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. He's just Scott. It's all, it's all yeah, good. I'll yeah, just pat yeah, myself no. on the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny looking back at the, New, at the New York situation that you were going through because it got to be Sunday and Celeste and I were like trying to get tickets for mania and it just wasn't happening. Cause the prices weren't coming down. And I was like, Did you happen to see Michael yesterday at the meetup? And she goes, "Yeah." She goes, "Is he okay?" (laughs) I'm like, "Yeah, I think he's just a bit tired." (laughs) And so she she was like, "Okay, I was kind of concerned about him," and I was like, "He's fine."
2: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, it was an experience. Like, I don't regret it at all. I had best time. But um, I was one of those people where it took not an exaggeration somewhere in the neighborhood of four and a half hours from when I walked out of. MetLife to when I walked into the room I was staying in, um, so it was just a long, wet night.
3: Oh, are you serious? You got caught up in that?
2: Yeah, we couldn't. Um, we couldn't get out of MetLife. We tried Uber. We tried public transit, and everything. And so we eventually took public transit, but it was a, a long time in line. Um, and once we got on, the, I think it's the Long Island Expressway. I'm not sure of the name, but anyway, once we got on that, um, it was relatively smooth sailing. But it just it took a quite some time to get on, get in that line.
3: I heard about the horror stories that everybody was talking about with those, with those lines and the lack of transportation and Ubers. And
2: yeah, it was, it was cold.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I could imagine, man. So let's go back a little bit. The funny thing is, is we actually met through James Frank. And by the way, congratulations to James and Shannon on their newborn. Absolutely. And I get a text message from James one night and James says, Hey, I'm at, was it Bar Wrestling? It was. Yeah, Bar Wrestling. And there's somebody here that listens to your show. I was like, oh, that's cool. He goes, I'm telling him now that I'm texting you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, tell him, thank you for listening and all this stuff. You know, thanks, man. You know, uh, do you remember that
2: night? Uh, vividly. Um, the night started off, I'll have to find the picture and send it to you. Like, I must be, and I'm not necessarily proud. as one of the few if only people who's brought in, like, a giant bag with, like, paint pens into a <laughs> bar wrestling event because the secu- there's this picture of me that on like the bar wrestling facebook of with like my hands up being searched and they didn't want to let me in at first and i was and I, this is not a stereotype i legitimately said because they asked me like are you to trying to graffiti something and i was like showing them the figures and and explaining you know why i had brought them and <laughs> i remember i was getting I think, jeff cobb you know dashwood mm-hmm. um and a couple other and i was trying to get brian cage but he um had to leave and didn't come to the tables and there's a couple other people and i remember seeing i don't remember if james james must have approached me because i think i might have been wearing a fully posable shirt um but i definitely had paint pens out and the conversation just sort of started from there and and it's weird to say to you and i'm this is weird because i'm just thinking my wife's going to listen to this and just is going to think it's funny but like you know living in la like you don't i don't see celebrities that often but like it's like i wouldn't want to be bothered if in the, I'm in a grocery store, so I, like, if I see someone, I try to like leave, leave alone. Like, we ran the Chris Masters in the grocery store, and I didn't say anything. And my wife's like, "You love wrestlers," like, okay. but I just didn't want to bother him in the store. But when when James told me that he knew you, I was like mesmerized because I I listened to your podcast like all the time, and like it had changed. Like I was like offended now by Sharpies at that point. Like I didn't <laughs> want nothing to do with them. And I like I felt so like I was like this is so cool. Like like and like it like made you like. Real people, whatever. And it was just, it was like a, it, even though I wasn't seeing it, it was like a, like a that sounded to me like a, the celebrity setting I cared about the most.
3: But the funny thing is, is now fast forward about a month, month and a half or so. Scott and I head down to Los Angeles for, for the toys that made us. It was the night before. And James is like, hey, we got to go to Universal Studios. Uh, let's go get dinner there by the way, we're meeting somebody there. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Scott and I hop in the Uber with James. We show up at Universal Studios and you're standing right there. And it's funny because there was like no awkwardness. It was like long lost pals just meeting up. And I that was the very first time we had ever met.
2: Yeah, I, was, I just remember being a lot of fun and being very like calm. And I don't want to say like long lost friends because we had just met, but like it was very like no judgment. It was very like, easy to, to talk and with someone with, with similar interests it was nice and like i have for me like i have some friends and family into wrestling but not really that many people that are interested in collecting mm-hmm. um and you hear like the passion that you guys have and the people you interact with it was just really exciting to me to just you know to talk to people who have you know, who share that interest and um honestly know way more about it than i do and so that. I'm able to learn new things that I had no idea.
3: Well, I've just learned that I can't remember elite series anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give up on trying to remember what series, there's, who's in what series.
2: <laughs> there's far too many.
3: Yeah. Tap out on that one, man. You said you have family members. Were you able to connect with them over wrestling?
2: So, you know, in sort of, once you had talked to me about this, I sort of I did some sort of research just because I, I was sort of curious and, and sort of thinking and, I always tell people that one of my earliest like concrete memories, I shared a room with my brother growing up and the lead into WrestleMania eight mm-hmm. where Hogan was like threatening retirement or discussing it when it, heading into the match with Sid, like I vividly remember watching that. And that's one of my earliest memories just in life. Um, and there's like scattered things here and there from before that, but like the first one where I vividly remember like, what was going on was that and and my brother and i you know have bonded over that our entire lives and i, and I have friends that are interested in it um but I, my brother is like the person that you know i've talked to the most about it and it, it, people know like i don't hide it like i have figures at work i have figures at home um and there are people that are interested in it. but my brother and then a couple of my groomsmen were fans but um no one was really into the, the collecting side.
3: Were you collecting when you started getting into it with the Hogan and Sid thing?
2: So it's funny. I actually asked my mom because I have maybe like five, if that, figures growing up. Like I have a Hogan Hasbro and a Warrior Hasbro. and I honestly didn't really know what they were.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean, these are wrestling figures. But like if you'd asked me six years ago, I would have had to look at the uh, foot or wherever to know that it was a Hasbro. Mm-hmm. I just I knew I liked wrestling, but for whatever reason I never really got into it. Uh, the collectibles and my mom had just said that um I just was more into other things. I have no I have no I, I feel such pains of regret now because there's no way I can go back and, and recollect, you know, all the Hasbro sets and all the Jack's classics and things like that. But if I had been consistent all along, and I've been a wrestling fan in my whole life, I could like like the collection I could have right now,
4: mm-hmm. which be
2: like, you know, a site to behold, at least for me. And so that's now why I go and collect like some things. Like I really love the, the Jack's Classic packaging, in part for signatures. But um, I, I didn't have a lot growing up. I would say that when I got uh, out of college and started having my own income, I started getting collectibles. I was really into Funkos for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older and and thought more about budgeting, I've more or less tried to limit most of my stuff to to wrestling and that's where it's really got. <laughs> uh Some people might say out of control uh, recently. Um, but uh, in the last couple of years, um, so one funny story is, um, you know, I met my now wife online, but um, when she was like looking me up and wanted, wanted to know how tall I was, there was a picture of me with Ryback. He did a signing uh, here and she Googled how tall Ryback was (laughs) Um, and and then saw me standing next to him. And so I guess in part, I have Ryback to thank for, for my wedding, um, which is (laughs) sort of funny.
3: That's pretty funny, man. (laughs) So Ryback helped you score a date with now your wife.
2: He he did. I I, next, if I ever meet him again, I'm going to be sure to thank him for that. (laughs)
3: that is a great story i love hearing that man uh so you had a few of the hasbros and then you just got kind of out of it and then you got back into it
2: yeah i never so like i i never had like a fig bed growing up like that like that to me sounds like i I mean i wish um and if i if i opened my figures i probably would do something similar like i like ralphie vibes is the one who stands out to me but there's a lot of great figure photographers but like i see his pictures and that sounds like something i'd love to do but like when I've opened a package, usually accidentally because the, the glue falls off on some of the older packaging, mm-hmm. um, it just like, it pains me, it pains me. And um, <laughs> and it would be great to be able to open packaging because like I'm standing now where I keep my figures and I'm like, I don't display most of them because I don't have the room, mm-hmm. um, but I just can't can't see myself uh, opening them. Um, but to answer your question, I, I don't know exactly like what brought me into focusing on wrestling, but I think I just saw the figures and I saw more about signings. And I just, I, I wish I knew exactly how I found the podcast again, but I think I was just online on social media and, and you find it and I'm, and I'm so glad I did, but I've gotten into it and now I'm like going into scouring social media being like, all right, wh- which, which is the next sets like trying to budget, which ones I want. And then, yep. um, you know, just trying to get, get, uh, you know, trying to help out people when I can, trying to find help because, you know, for a while I was able to get some of the exclusives, um, but I've had some, you know, run of dry luck recently, but people have been great and helped me out. And so it's just a you know sort of striking that balance. But um I I, I don't have like a some people I have like rules for their collection. I'm just like if it's not going out the best and I so my wife, if she's listening, I deny that I ever said this, but it's just like, if I like it, I, you know, I'm sort of like picking it up and figuring it out as I go.
3: Mm-hmm. Trust me, man. If you would have had a collection starting at Hasbro all the way up to Jack's yeah. or now Mattel, your collection would be out in a garage in totes yeah. because that's where all my stuff is. That's where Scott's stuff is because I'm only limited to a room. I do have a couple yeah. figures out in the, well, okay. I have a, quite a few figures out in the, <laughs> the main room, but Honestly, dude, with the collection that Scott and I have, we have totes on top of totes in four separate garages. Because not only were we collecting wrestling figures, we were also collecting G.I. Well, Scott was G.I. Joe, He-Man, Star Wars, all that stuff. And then I was collecting starting lineups. Scott was, too, at that time. We were also collecting uh, TV show, show vehicles like... Dukes of Hazard, Knight Rider. We were collecting all that stuff. So we have all these collections that are just sitting out in totes because we don't have the space to put it up in a house. So be lucky that you haven't been collecting that long.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have all these comic books and DVDs. I'm like, I don't regret them because I love them in the moment, but I'm like, all right, I need to figure out a way to like condense. And, um, you know, but I, I don't, I know the value is not there. So it's like, uh, I'm just, sort of pushing it off and figuring it out later. I know you've I'm sure you've said this. I don't remember your answer. I'm sorry. Are you trying to get the, the whole AEW series of figures or are you going to pick and choose which ones you want?
3: Um, the first series, I'll grab all of them. The second series, I think I'm going to grab most. Eh, I probably will grab all of them because I do like Hangman. I do like MJF, uh, Penta, Phoenix. I do like all those guys. And even though I'm getting the boss fight ones, I'm also going to grab the AEW, Jazzwares ones so uh, the first two series as of right now yeah i'm grabbing all of them
2: yeah so part of me is like all right like looking back at the mattel uh first few series like the values were you know there um and like people were so interested in them i'm not looking to resell but like all right so like you know worst case scenario but um the thing the the thing that saved me was when they were they're doing the one of 500 one of a thousand i'm like i know i'm not gonna be able to find those I'm like, all right I don't need to buy the complete set. And the completest in me is like, it's okay. Like you don't need to get every single one. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll probably, I, I want to get some of them, but um, you're going to sort of think, pick and choose. I got to figure out which ones I, I want to get.
3: Well, the tough thing is, is where do you draw the line? Yeah. Okay. You're going to grab all of series one. You're going to grab all of series two, but are you going to grab all of series three? You know, it's yeah. it, it's where do you, where do you draw the line? And also Mattel's going to still be pumping out figures boss fights and it'd be coming out super seven has the new japan so like there's all these figures coming out from everywhere so it's like you've got to decide where your money is going to go and especially with you right now you, you know you have a family you honest to god truth you have to budget
2: yeah, yeah my hope is uh, and this, this is why i sent in the question to scott a week or so ago my hope is to get eventually uh, you know he's only two months now but eventually get my son into wrestling so then it's not really spending on me it's spending on him you know, mm-hmm. and and sort of work it out that way.
3: Yeah, so you guys are going to be having a dual collection going on, maybe.
2: Right. I'm I'm curious what it's going to be be like. Uh, you know, a lot of people are watching this Last Dance documentary on Michael Jordan, and and obviously every generation has things to do that reminisces about how things were for them. But like, I vividly remember going to the blockbuster and like being like, oh, do they have any wrestling videos? And like the three. I think I eventually bought them from Blockbuster, WrestleMania Four, SummerSlam eighty nine, and WrestleMania eight. Like I remember playing those on tape over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just an experience that like like I remember I remember WrestleMania four, That VHS was two cassettes and just being like blown away, like like how much content is on here. Yep. Um, or, or what have you. So it's an interesting like how you know you know, the future is gonna experience things and um I definitely would say wrestling is more violent than it was then, but like that's oversimplifying the the issue. Like there's not necessarily, and it's like sort of balancing that, which I know that it's just an interesting thing to think about. Cause I want to share uh, my interest, but I also don't necessarily want, you know, my son watching a TLC match at, at three or four right? and no judgment on those who allow it. It's just, everyone's different. Right. Um, so it's a lot of, a lot of interesting, you know, decisions to come, but, you know, definitely want to be able to share that passion with them.
3: Have you and your wife decided, because you sent in the question to Scott, uh, to Scott, and I hope Scott answered it in the best way he could for you, but have you guys kind of decided on how to introduce it to him?
2: Um, it's funny. I'm like, I'm sure I'm not going to phrase what she said exactly right, and I'm going to hear about it later. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no. I think it's like we're sort of worrying about it in, in the future. Like, I, I definitely... I'm sure I'm going to be leaning more towards showing it to to uh, him earlier, and she's going to want to hold off. I think it just, it honestly just depends because you know I haven't watched like main event in a while, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think something like that might be more appropriate in maybe skipping some of the uh, recaps,
4: mm-hmm.
2: but just focusing on sort of the matches and figuring out. Um, I sort of want to just cross that bridge when I get there. I think but one thing Scott said made sense, which was like when you're watching something and, and they sort of watch with you and, and join that way. Cause I definitely want him to, as much as I want to share the my passion with him, like I don't want, I want him to find what he likes and what he wants and, and not do something just because I would like him because I, I want to share that interest with him. So
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, I think it's sort of just how things uh, uh, see how things play out, but it's just really going to depend on, you know, what the content is and, um, you know, I, I know we can't control what he watches forever, but yeah. um, definitely want to limit the, the exposure to violence, I guess, when uh, when we can. But um, I think so. It's a long winded way of saying we're going to figure it out. But I think I think we're on the same page because, you know, we were all kids, too. And we, we saw things we just want to want have that things happen as naturally as possible.
3: So just use Scott and I as an example. We watch Dusty take a spike to the eye we saw <laughs> we saw Ric Flair bleeding in a job match you know <laughs> and we came out screwed up so just use us as an example I don't know if that's a great <laughs> example but use Not us sort
2: of screwed up at all you know um I was thinking of the things I, I wish I had uh learned from you earlier um so I got into collecting for I've been wrestling collecting for probably three years ish mm-hmm. and one of my prized possessions. Um, is a I have a signed Vader Elite. I don't remember. What, I think it's 31. It's one of the Mattels in the, in the longer box. Mm-hmm. And but I, I'm crushed because at the time I didn't really know anything about anything. And it's signed in Sharpie. Oh. Uh, so I mean, it's I, it's one of my prized possessions. He was he was really nice. And I, I had these like trading cards. And one of the cards was him and Yokozuna, And he asked me if he could have it because he like i guess he had a good relationship with Yoko and it, it made him feel good and so i was like happy to give him the card um that's cool but i wish i had known about the Sharpie and i i now like i now have a lot of my autographs facing away from like the window cuz i'm like i don't want this to get faded yeah uh,
3: that does happen too that does uh by the way i can relate to you because both my vader autographs the elite legends and the Jax Classic, is both signed in Sharpie. The one with the Mattel Elite Legends is okay. It's an okay autograph. But the Jax Classic actually looks better because he's signed in a silver Sharpie, and that silver hasn't faded over time. It's actually stayed up. So I'm like, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it, you know, (laughs) because that was before Paint Pens, which are a godsend.
2: They they are, and uh, they've got... The, the ones that you recommend have actually gone up in price, so I really think you should be getting a, a cut of that. because <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they've at least doubled in the time that um, that I've, I've known you, so uh, I, you really should be getting a cut of that.
3: Are you talking about the posco ones?
2: Yeah, the one on Amazon that you recommend. It was like, and this may be in part, I'm not trying to diminish your impact, this may be in part because of quarantine and harder to get supplies, but um, I looked at their date. I paid like 20 something when you first told me about them and they were listed for 40. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Ooh, wow.
3: Yeah. They've gone up in price big time, man. It was funny too, because I had just looked before WrestleCon, uh, which was supposed to be in Florida this year. I was gonna look at before WrestleCon, maybe picking up like a spare set just to be on the safe side. And then I looked and I was like, that can't be the right price. I looked on Amazon. I was like, that can't be the right price. So I went to eBay. They're selling for the same, almost the same exact price on eBay. I was like, yeah, "What is crazy. going? What is going on?" I guess everybody started flooding them when, uh, as we were getting close to signings.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to order some in like October and just keep them in human uh, storage for next year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> By the way, how close are you gonna be to all that?
2: So I'm. Uh... This is a side, but everyone, you know, LA gets made fun of a lot for the, you know, the SNL skip, the Californians and Mm -hmm. how traffic is, but like, that's real life. Like I always think like, well, it's like not that far if there's no traffic, but um, it's, you know, 20, 20 ish minutes, 20, 30 from the football stadium and about 15 miles from downtown. But that could be anywhere from 20 to an hour, depending on traffic. But um, I I told my wife, she was like, you're on babysitting duty that week. <laughs> said, I'll make it up to you however I need to. Just let you know.
3: You, um, you're already preparing her for it.
2: Yeah, I was like, please. I, I've been sort of kidding, but she's been great. Um, you know, totally supportive. I've never had to like I've never she didn't hide anything and, and um understanding. She doesn't really she's not really into it, but like growing up, you know, my my favorite was always Hulk Hogan and mm-hmm. I actually uh <clears throat> was able to convince her one in know, <laughs> one time, like he he was appearing on the West Coast, and I I guess I had missed when he appeared at Frankincense, and I didn't really know about what Frankincense was. And he was appearing at Arizona on a state on Martin Luther King Day, which is a a, a holiday, so we had it off. And I was able to convince her we we flew out to Arizona for the day, got you know discount flights on Southwest, and her friends happened to live out there, so I was able to swing it a. a uh, we went and had you know, dinner with her friends, and I was able to go to this Hogan signing and um, get his Funko, unfortunately signed in Sharpie because I was not smart. But it was, <laughs> she was. She's been in a great sport about that.
3: You've also gone to some other signs. You you met Kane. I did. You got some uh, great autographs out of that one.
2: Yeah, I got his Funko signed. I got his uh, Hall of Champion signed. Oh gosh, and I'm now drawing a blank, but I got I got a third thing signed because it was a package deal. I, I try to um, make you know as, as much as I can while striking that balance between family and just and other things. So I've been, Frank and Sons. I've been able to see Chris Jericho and Sting and Shawn Michaels. The Kane thing was a little further east. Um, it was in Ontario, which oh. is a little further. Is that is that the Dave and Buster's? I don't know if you um, saw the emails about um, there's going to be a Jim Ross signing that was canceled before the. Uh, Yes, of the fires. Yes. so it was at the same same place at, at, at Dave and Buster's out in Ontario.
3: Oh, okay. My apologies. I thought that was at Frankenstein's for some reason.
2: No, I was at. Um, it, it was arranged, I think, by people who had done stuff at Frankenstein's, but it was not. Uh, it was not at Frankenstein's.
3: Oh, okay. And then, what did you get signed by Undertaker when we met in line?
2: So I got the um, the five pack. Thank you, Taker. Uh, purple box from mattel and then i got his hall of champions okay figure
3: and th- those yeah. came out great too that was,
2: thank you that was and what did you you got which What did you get signed
3: i got the jack's classic uh three pack
2: that's right yeah um i trying to think well, so there's a, there's a store out here called the wrestling guy store that's had a few signings i've met um hall and nash did a signing there mm-hmm. and sean waldman has done a signing there um they have had a few others do a sign there. Um, it's been so I, I try to get to as many as I can. I was actually hoping to meet Lita and Dean Ambrose, but the uh, you know again safety first. The because of everything going on, that event got it's supposed to be next month. I think uh, it got got pushed. It got there's a, there was a Comic Con Revolution scheduled for May. Uh huh. Um, but that got, it's tend to be scheduled for August. Although who knows what's, what's actually gonna, gonna happen.
3: Right. Right. It's funny too, because if I was Nostradamus and known all this was going to be happening, I would have gone to Los Angeles for that. Yeah. I, if, ah, it kills me, dude. And it's funny too, because I had Brandon Hova on telephone one and he goes, I had a backlog of your show. So when I was flying to Detroit, I was listening to them all. And he goes, and you mentioned that you skipped out on going to the Los Angeles, uh, wrestling show, wrestle reunion or whatever that was. And he goes, no, don't, he goes, don't cancel. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be your last chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn it. I wish I would have gone now. Cause there aren't going to be any signings at least around here for Lord knows how long.
2: Yeah. But I remember cause that was, that was LAX fan fest. And um, that's it. The, the, the guy who does that at Victor is the guy who's done a lot of the signings at um, Frank. he's the guy who brought undertaker in and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember thinking, joking to my wife, that we could delay our son's uh, birth until after the um, the event, jokingly. But because uh, it was funny that the when the like, the perfect event, like the dream event, was uh, around then. But you know, hopefully that event was successful, and uh, and and they'll do more. Um, but yeah, because right now most thing, mostly the only thing they do is there's companies that are doing like private signings. It's really it's not the same, but it's like, is it better than nothing? And it's, you know, I don't know teach each their own, but um seems like that's the, probably the safest bet for a while.
3: Yeah, and hopefully next year, WrestleMania is still in Los Angeles and they don't deviate from that. Right. We, as of right now, we don't know what's going on. As of right now, it's still in the, still planned for los angeles but what's going to happen come next year you know is there going to be a magical vaccine is there we don't know we can't predict the future if we were able to predict the future i would have gone to the lax fan fest but (laughs) but at the same time you know we just don't know what's going to happen so hopefully it doesn't get pulled out of los angeles because i'm going to be driving down there with a buttload of figures and a buttload is a lot by the way it's a uh it's actually a, a numeric ton, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to be driving down there with a bunch of figures. I get to take more than usual. And I took a lot last year, but this year I'm going uh, to be taking quite a few, or actually should say next year, I'm going to be taking quite a few because we're driving. So we got a bigger vehicle to so haul those figures down in.
2: And I'm ashamed to say I've never had the tacos. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for, you know, all of the activities that are going to be taking place. They're right by your offices. Yeah. I don't, I just, I don't, don't get out that much. I guess <laughs> <laughs> They're, They've they got to be on
3: DoorDash or something, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, it's on my to-do list. <laughs> I was thinking, I
3: was like, man, that's right by your offices.
2: I, I, I'm, I'm eager to fix that once uh, I'm back, but, um, so do that's you, on my to-do.
3: do you and your brother still have the connection of wrestling?
2: Yeah, we still talk about it. Um, I don't watch as much as I to. I mean, I still keep track, but, and I still record everything, but I'm usually like fast forwarding speed. So <laughs> we'll, we talk about it. Um, you know, he'll uh, email me when, when big things happen. Um, and we tend to like the same, same storyline. So we'll talk about you know, the same stuff. And, um, but the, he sort of stops with just talking about what happened on like NXT or AEW and, and, collecting side like uh just doesn't doesn't really appeal to him
3: he doesn't want to get pictures with anyone or
2: no it'd be in my dream if like i couldn't go if i could like if he would go and do it but that's not his thing which uh, unfortunate but um yeah, it's, it's not gonna happen
3: yeah because i've noticed a lot of people are they go for the pictures with the wrestlers or like us it's the autographs so it's Or some people go for both and God bless them for having that money to do that. But, you know, but at the same time, it's like having an autograph on a figure, it just gravitates to us. Having that autograph, remembering where you were, where you met that wrestler. It's just awesome. I love having those autographs, looking at them, remembering, like for me, the confusion on Bret Hart's face, or sorry, on Razor's face when he's signing the card case with the Hasbro inside. He's like oh, I just signed Scott Hall. If I would have known this was for to hold Hasbro's, he goes, I would have signed Razor. And he flips it over and signs Razor. So I have Scott Hall on one side and Razor on the other. I think it's just memories like that that I love. And having those autographs bring back a lot of those fond memories.
2: Yeah, I, I have a lot of pictures um, with people, but I don't really look at them that often unless they, like, they pop up for some reason or someone asks me, like, did you meet so-and-so? But, you know, I have the figures, you um, you know, and i like those i agree those memories are are stronger and you know i usually have an attachment to what the look is so of, of the figure hence why i bought it i definitely agree that the appeal is sort of more on the more on the figure than anything else
3: have you had any strange interactions with wrestlers allegedly have you had i should say allegedly
2: I, not really so my opinion like sometimes i've told someone like how like how much i appreciate them coming or how much what it means to me but i don't do talk for too often because I feel like there's usually like meeting, a bunch of people, and I I don't want to like I don't want to be the awkward person who like doesn't won't like let the other people go in line. So mm-hmm. I haven't had too many awkward interactions. I there's times where people have not been as friendly as others, but mm-hmm. I, the story that comes to mind and actually both interactions have been positive. Where like when I didn't have figures to sign of someone, I actually Brian pillman Jr. at Starcast if he would be okay signing. His dad's figure, and he was totally fine with it. And
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, when I met vicky and her daughter Shawl, I had them ask them to sign uh, the Hall of Champions figure of Eddie's, um, and they were both very friendly about it. And I was, a i i thought that would be the case based on what I'd seen online, but I tried to approach it in a like, I hope this is a okay a question to ask. I'm not trying to be rude. Like, would it be okay if I had if you signed this one? And they're both like very, they're all very friendly about it. So, mm-hmm. um, as pleasantly surprised about, about
3: that. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things uh, regarding flying Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, Vicky Guerrero. So that's cool, man. I, I love hearing that you've had some positive interactions with them. At StarCast, uh, the first one, right?
2: Yeah, I believe it was September of
3: 2018. So you did you did fly out to Chicago for that one, huh?
2: Yeah, I uh, did a, a trip to Chicago for the weekend I think, I think it was Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. and I brought I brought some stuff and uh, we I went for a day mm-hmm. um, it was a lot of fun um, trying to remember what I think I met Raven uh, and I think uh, Alundra Blaze I think I knew about the sharp the paint pens then because um, I know she actually had a yellow one and I remember being impressed because I think that was the color to get on her on her figure. Now you went to all in too, right? Uh, I did not. Oh,
3: uh, so you just went for Starcast.
2: Well, we had a, we were there for the weekend and like, I got like, there was like what w- way we worked out I was like, I could do one thing mm-hmm. and I, between one and the other, I picked star cast cause I could watch all in. Oh, okay. Um, so that was sort of my, my, my thought process. Were you, cause what did you end up getting? Uh, signed there.
3: Oh man I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this past StarCast. I don't remember what I took to the first StarCast. Celeste will have to probably like jog my memory but this past StarCast I met CM Punk, Razor, uh, Mick Foley.
2: So if you had like one like one dream person left uh, to meet right now who's too, a plausible person you could meet is there a person that you think you uh, who would it be?
3: Uh, honestly the one person I really want to meet is Daniel Bryan. Because I've gotten CM Punk checked off my bucket list. Okada checked off. Although it wasn't an autograph on a figure, I was still able to meet him. Yeah. And again, that's just a picture, but I got to meet Okada. And you, Scott and I joke about it all the time. I like, call oh, him Okada all that stuff on the show, but he's like my favorite wrestler right now. And just honestly, last person I want to meet is Daniel Bryan. He's just the last person on my bucket right. list. And then after that, I'm not like man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Do you have someone on your list?
2: Yeah. Well, Dream, like, I don't see it happening, but, like, Dream would would be The Rock because I just big fan and and all that sort of stuff and just think it would be incredible. Um, More realistic, though still hard, would be Steve Austin. Um, He's in a similar stratosphere for me, and I know he has done some signings, Mm -hmm. but uh, not as many. Just, you know, as a kid who grew up in the Attitude Era, like, being able to meet some of those um, top stars would just be uh, be a lot of fun. I, and I, I was as sort of, as we were talking, I was sort of like thinking of other fun stories. Like um, I had also listened to um, something to Russell. I still enjoy it. Don't listen to it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I went to one of their live shows, I got Bruce to sign a Brother Love, Jack's Classic, and <laughs> Conrad signed <laughs> the be Akeem because of you know, sort of his – sort of gimmick on the show I as I was just sort of thinking like that's another fun like figures uh, that, I, that I have signed that sort of it sort of made me chuckle thinking about
3: <laughs> that's pretty funny okay let's play the fun game of how much would Rock's autograph be if we were if he were to ever do a signing
2: I mean he could get away with what whatever he wants but I, I have to think I'm going to say 1200
3: I was eight. thinking about 8 so it it yeah. depends on how much the promoter puts the price at, yeah. because obviously the promoter has to pay the money to the yeah. booking agents and all that stuff, and then the promoter sets the price. But trying to figure out how much the rock's autograph or picture would be, hopefully there's a combo package that's twelve hundred. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the only reason I, I remember seeing Stallone's autograph at some point at some event, I feel like it was like eight hundred, uh-huh. and I was like. I could be making that number up. I know it was hundreds. I don't remember exactly how much, mm-hmm. and I just remember thinking, okay, well, The Rock was the highest-grossing star in like, last year, so I don't know. Um, but so I just threw a number out there. But yeah, I, I'm sure whatever it is, you get it. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah, big time. How much was Hogan's autograph for you when you met him in Arizona?
2: Don't remember though. I w- I, I mean I would tell you if I I want to say it was a hundred, but I. I just don't remember.
3: That sounds about right. He's usually about 100 to 120. And again, I don't know how people were able to afford getting a picture and an auto with him. That's 240 bucks, man. That's a lot of money. <laughs>
2: yeah, I I wish I remember. But I, I don't I don't know it's just for me like that was that would be that was one thing where I was like whatever whatever it is, it was worth it. There are other ones places where I Made decisions and like I can't justify this, I can't justify that. But mm-hmm. um, with Hogan, for me, uh, just because having grown up like that was my guy,
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, it would be worth it. But that's an absolute like it's a personal decision on what you're willing to spend and on who. And um, it's it's tough because I think prices are you know obviously only going to go up, and there's just so many more you know more figures out there that you have to make mm-hmm. ca- calls on.
3: Yeah. This past WrestleCon, Mike Tyson was at it, and I was actually thinking about, because I've always wanted to meet Tyson, you know, that was a that was a childhood, I wouldn't say idol, but a childhood, like, memory, fond memory of seeing Tyson on TV all the time, but when I called my dad, my dad's like, oh my god, you'd pay that much to meet Tyson? Oh, I think it was like 160 bucks? for a picture in an auto I think or I'd have to go back and check but anyways my dad my dad made me feel bad so I'm like okay well I guess I'm not going to get Tysons
2: yeah I um day Sting was out at Frankensons it was the same day Mike Tyson was signing at a sports store in I think Puente Hills in, in, in Southern California and so in my head was like I can do this I can figure it out so I <laughs> Sting was more important so I went to Sting first and I went to Tyson after uh-huh. but like he had finished his signing but um so they went he wasn't in the back signing stuff with the store so they wouldn't let me take the picture but they brought me in the back and they they um I got tyson to sign a DVD which DVD uh, it was a the one of the documentaries on the there was a documentary on him that was uh, also inexpensive on Amazon mm-hmm. I this was at the time where I was like more trying to uh, just I was more should like trying to get more autographs because so, I liked him but I don't know if now I would do it because of the expenses we've talked about, but it was mm-hmm. seemed like I didn't go out to as many events as often. And I wasn't trying to limit my collection. So it seemed like some, like a, it was a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah, it was just a random DVD.
3: You sound like Scott when Scott was in a go get Jericho's autograph, at this WrestleCon in Tampa, and then <laughs> immediately leave WrestleCon to head over to Hogan's beach shop to get Hogan's autograph.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, I I feel like that's what I did the day I saw you at the Taker signing, because there was a Taker signing. I think it was then the podcast or Something to Wrestle, and I think NXT was that night. Yes. Have, and it, it, was, it was a day. Oh, but, um, yeah.
3: Hands down. Because Celeste and I drove down the night before, got in at 2, up at 7. You and I were texting. You were already in line. I get to Frank and Sons, And then you have to wait in that long line just to get his picture. Then you have to wait in that long line just to get his autograph. Yeah. By the time we got through all that, now I don't know, you were ahead of us in line, so I'm not sure what time you were able to get out of there. But by the time we got out of there, it was two. And as you mentioned, the LA traffic is no joke. Trying to get from Frank and Sons down to Los Angeles where our hotel was because we were right next to the Staples Center in that huge hotel. I forget the name of it. I
2: think you were at the intercontinental. right? Yes. The intercontinental. Thank you.
3: Get there. Check in our car, go up, have to check in, fly back down, head over to the staple center, grab food. And as we're sitting down, they're starting the live show for NXT. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, what a day. Like I was like just exhausted before the show even started.
2: Yeah. And that goes back to what you were, we were talking about with all, all in and Starcast. Like, look, in an ideal scenario, I'd go to as much as I can at all the events. But, and this was a personal decision. Like for me, for the most part, I'd rather go to the autograph part of it because that's like a unique experience and the whole sort of meet your heroes thing. And I can watch the show on my TV. Now, that's not to say the live shows aren't great. I love them. I love going to them. But uh, if like if if I really had to choose. I would probably choose the autograph just because of that that push and pull for me.
3: Yeah, completely understand, Michael. I want to thank you for being on. Actually, the next person I'm calling is his name is Ray from Southern California. So I'm gonna just call this episode like a SoCal connection or something like oh, that.
2: Absolutely. That, now he's my team tag team partner. Everyone else seems to have one.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Soda Hunter. Sona had Hunter had Ryan last week. Jordan had Randy. Although that's my tag team partner, you got Ray this week, so. <laughs>
2: All right, that works. Ray, you don't know it yet, but we're tag team partners. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you guys will meet up. You're in the same vicinity, so. That sounds good. Michael, thank you very much. I'll be texting you, man. You know I will. That
2: sounds good. I have to, thank you for having me, and I'm uh, happy of everyone. I think what Soda said is true. Like I didn't get to be a part of uh, the gifts that you got, which is incredible. But he's right. You know, if and if he had asked, I would have given whatever dollar sum he had asked for um and we all would have done it so thank you to you and to scott for uh what you do what you've created and 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 for putting pushing this content out um we appreciate it we're grateful and uh keep up the great work
3: thank you man that means a lot and from scott and i over here congratulations on the newborn and thank you very much you know we're happy for you and your family man we really are
2: thank you very much everyone's everyone's been great and i can't wait for uh james frank and our, our kids are, are taking over so enjoy keep the keep the thrones warm for them <laughs>
3: they're gonna be they're gonna be wrestling man <laughs> they're gonna come back Sorry. with broken limbs and you'll be like oh, were you wrestling <laughs> all right michael thank right. you man
2: thank you for having me all right
3: bye. bye i want to thank michael sugarman for being on he is such a gentleman and means a lot that he'd be willing to come on but we do have to get on to our next guest as you heard his name is ray we'll be giving him a call here hello is this ray
0: yes sir it is
3: how are you doing my kind friend
0: I am great, and yourself?
3: I am doing good. Okay, so a little backstory. I was excited to have you on because you have such a unique story with all these wrestlers, and it always starts out with, we were drinking at the bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I, I like to have a drink or two, or three, <laughs> or maybe four.
3: Maybe four, maybe five.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes when you're on these wrestling trips, the limit just doesn't exist. <laughs>
3: You actually have to budget for alcohol.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. I, I like to save, um, you know, I like to save for merch and alcohol. You know, food <laughs> falls in there somewhere, but
3: the be- the best thing was is this past year at Starcast when we were in line for CM Punk, and <laughs> we're, we're standing in line and we're talking to this dude in front of us. We didn't know who he was. We just started talking to him because a lot of wrestling fans do that when they get in the line. They just start talking to the person in front or behind them. You oh, yeah. you come down and you had been drinking the night before mm-hmm. it, and it was you know apparent that you know you had one or two the night before <laughs> and uh you come down and you're like oh I know this guy like the dude that we had been talking to you're like oh yeah I know this guy I forget his name but his name
0: is his name is uh William
3: that's right thank you and you're mm-hmm. like oh William what's up man and I was like Dude, Ray knows everyone.
0: (laughs) right? Yeah, no. So the funny thing about that is that he was texting me the whole time because it took so much to just get me out of bed that Friday morning Mm -hmm. that I was like, gosh man, I I gotta I gotta get ready. I gotta go um and I couldn't find my glasses. That was the funniest part. I could not (laughs) find my glasses. I was they were calling me Velma from Scooby Doo. Um because I couldn't find my glasses. Uh huh. And and uh You know, he's texting me the whole time, dude. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm already inside the room. And I remember I sent him a a pretty explicit uh, text. I said, "Dude, I'm I'm getting ready. I'll be down there. Just uh, in in kind words, as you could imagine. Just just be quiet. Stop. Like I'll I'll be down there. (laughs) You know. And and like I told him, I appreciate. Like he had done me a solid because you know, whenever I'm waiting in line, yeah, dude, go ahead, jump in with me. So he wanted to return the favor. So I was like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, I'll be down there surely enough man i'm like where is he he said he's inside i couldn't find him and then and mind you i'm still not i couldn't find my glasses so i didn't have him so mm-hmm. uh when i saw him there i was like oh hey look you know it's it's william and then it's you know uh jeff and uh celeste yep so so that's why i like i remember that the first thing that popped in my head i was like man i was drunk in vegas when when he saw me on <laughs> sunday or i was hung over my bad and then i'm pretty hung over saturday morning over here again but <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so so
3: in Vegas, you were who were you partying with the night before?
0: Uh so let's see, Thursday night I had gotten very drunk with Joey Janella. Yes. Um at so Papa Bucks jam session. So what it was is I just as you know, I, I live like three hours away from Vegas. So whenever I go, I like as long as somebody else is driving, obviously. I just start pre-gaming. I don't care. I just, you know, because <laughs> now I just want to make one thing clear because people think because I have a high tolerance that it's like I drink all the time. I don't. Mm-hmm. But when I'm on vacation and it's time to have fun, <laughs> I can go pretty good. So um, I had started pretty early uh, that Thursday mm-hmm. and um, I had gone with a friend. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen his username pop up on Twitter. Uh, Blaze Swan from Blaze Swan for the Nation. Yeah. Um, so me and him drove up. Cause my girlfriend had just started school and so she went with her, her and her mom drove and they met us like later on, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I had already been, I had already started and by the time they got there, I was even more excited. And then, you know, when you see another person that you remember from the last trip, you guys start going at it even more. Yep. And, um, point is that, uh, after the show, I forgot what show it was. I know that one of them was the Owen Hart show cause I was like super drunk. And when I was asking a question, I almost started crying cause I cause my dumbass is all up in my feelings. And, um, <laughs> and I remember that I told Jr. and Mark Henry. Well, first I told Jr. I said, thank you for being the voice of our, of our youth. You know, the voice of my childhood. Uh-huh. Um, and then I asked a question about, about Owen. And so, um, after that, like, it's funny cause I had a flask. I had a little Batman flask mm-hmm. that, um, I had been sipping from. <laughs> and my friend tells me, he's like, dude, like relax. Like, and I'm like, dude, hey, I'm I'm good, man. I'm I'm good. Trust me. It's it's this uh British guy. It's funny because he you know he's with his accent. Hey, man, relax. <laughs> and yeah, that that was a bad idea. Uh, I don't. I, I remember getting to the to the back to the hotel. Uh-huh. I remember taking a little power nap, chugging like two or three water bottles, and I had missed like the first 20, 30 minutes of Papa Bucks jam session. But then I just I, I hoped up, brother. That's what it was. I hoped up and <laughs> I went straight to that to that session, me, my girlfriend, her mom, and and I meet up with my friends there and surely enough, Joey Janelle is just right there just drinking, obviously.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then I'm like, Well shit, I'm asking, him what does he want? And I forgot that I had a wristband for like free alcohol and um or not free alcohol, but you know, they pay for it, you know, open bar, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting him stuff after like drink after drink, and I remember that. I said, "Hey, can I get a can I take a snap at you?" He's like, "Hell oh, yeah, man! Like, of course! Like, you know, you've been providing alcohol all night, of course." <laughs> and it's the funniest thing was that when I start recording, he totally he worked me, man! Like, I don't know who this guy is. He's just been buying me alcohol, and this freaking guy, just, you know, <laughs> I was like, "Wow." <laughs> I just you know I, I was I just got played this was totally <laughs> awesome and yeah we were, we were but again you know it's and it's not just him obviously there's a bunch of wrestlers that are there mm-hmm. getting their buzz on and then there's the ones that don't uh drink but they're still there just chilling having fun so mm-hmm. but that was in Vegas um and then that Friday night I think that Friday night I actually took it a little easier uh because I knew Saturday would be a bit of a long day um but that saturday night i was completely just yeah i got obliterated <laughs> me and man that's when i met man's warner for the first time oh really and, yeah that was when i met him for the first time and uh again i had that wristband so i was getting him stuff i was getting myself stuff getting my girlfriend stuff and <laughs> he was like he was like i like you man you're a good guy <laughs> little did he know i'm getting this stuff for free but it's okay it didn't matter um <laughs> So yeah, but but the that that Saturday night I got very very hammered. And this was after the show because I had been drinking throughout the day. Um not not too heavily because I still wanted to make it through the show and the show was awesome. I mean, you yeah. we were there. You guys remember that's that's where I first met you in person When you yeah. we were in line. Yeah, that was
3: um, that was hilarious, man. Well, well, funny thing is is I you're texting me and I'm texting you. Now we have never met face to face or anything. And you're like Hey, where are you at? Well, I'm like flying in from the Bay Area and I'm getting in there right as you're starting to text. You're like, hey, I'm jumping in the line. And so I'm running down the line looking for you. And I kind of had a visual of what you look like. But I wasn't hundred percent sure. But luckily, you were poking your head out. You're like, "Hey, there you are!" You're like, "Why are you wearing a sweatshirt?" I was like, yeah. "It was in the, it was cold in the Bay Area."
0: Yeah, I remember that. I dude, I got I remember that. I got hot just looking at you. I was like, "Why is this guy in his hoodie, man? Like, what the heck is going on?"
3: It was cold in the Bay Area, but uh, but the funny thing about that is the line to get into Double or Nothing wrapped around the pool parties.
0: Oh yeah. Well, remember, it went through the whole street, like the side of the street. Yep. Um it went from there all through the like the like the little like the little staff areas of the hotel and then through the pool parties and then through the little hallway mm-hmm. and then into that big crowded area. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because it was like one big entrance if that makes sense, but I was like, man, I don't know if I thought that through, but
3: but the girls that were at these pool parties were wearing you know, basically nothing. Cause they're going to these VIP pool parties, but they're walking <laughs> through all these wrestling fans. And
0: right, You right. could
3: tell that they were like, uh, just get me to the pool party quick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that. And then I remember that there was a, there's a friend of mine that, that I know not just through wrestling, but through uh, baseball sports, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and he, uh, like he had told me, Hey, if you want to, if you want to cut in line with me, you're good. I said, nah, you know what? I'm waiting for somebody and as as soon as like i had told him that he completely lost track of what i was saying because like you said girls walking through Uh uh-huh there was one that was wearing literally close to nothing right and he's just like staring her down and and she you could tell she kind of got a little uncomfortable right and he said well hey i mean you're asking for attention look at what you're wearing you're asking for attention (laughs) And i think she got a little mad but yeah it was it was funny it was vegas
3: she was she wasn't the only one wearing practically nothing I mean exactly. there was like five, six other groups that were just walking by and you're like, Good lord.
0: They were slanging it, as you would say. <laughs> you know it, man. They were slanging it. Uh,
3: the other funny thing about us is we met because not on good terms or circumstances. Yeah. yeah. So Scott and I went on the show and we were questioning FTC's decision to come out with a Vince Russo figure. And mm-hmm. one thing about Vince Russo, he's a very polarizing person you either like them or you don't there's no Mm -hmm. in between you're either Jim Cornette or you're Vince Russo you know so Scott and I were questioning it we didn't really think of the business side and when Chris put it into terms for us to understand it made a lot of sense for FTC Mm -hmm. to do that and it took Chris to email us to kind of put us in our place a little bit but in the meantime We had gotten a a tweet from uh, V Triggers Fig, Mm -hmm. and he was like, well, I'm going to stop listening to these guys, and he's a great guy. I mean, it's all water under the bridge right now. He's awesome. I love Joshua. But he was like, well, I'm going to stop listening to these guys, and then you jumped into the uh, tweet. And i'm like who is who is ray i don't even know who this guy is
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll see what had happened was that me and him um had crossed paths i think on instagram first mm-hmm. and uh and then we both like you know I, I talked to him lately i haven't talked to him as much but at that time i would talk to him often you know um whenever he needed somebody to talk to or even me you know that i just wanted to see how he was doing mm-hmm. um we had we had you know a, a nice little friendship online mm-hmm. and um we discovered that we were both Russo fans. I think him a little more than me. Mm -hmm. But uh, and especially at one point when I actually came out on on Vince Russo's show. And so what had happened was that he heard your guys' uh, opinion, Mm -hmm. your reaction. And like he initially was just like, wait, like, you know, these guys are, you know, they're they're bashing Russo. They're bad-mouthing this decision, you know. And, And he had gone on the tweet. And I believe, I think he tagged me. I'm not sure. And the thing was that at the time, I think that's the funniest part of it all. This is actually how I started listening to your guys' show because I had made a, a figure page on Instagram and I don't know if it was that it just, you know, fell into your guys's you know, your explore page or what it was. Mm-hmm. But I think you started following me from the the page, your, your page on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so I followed back from my personal and my figure page. And I had always seen your guys, um, like your guys post. At the time, I tried looking for your, uh, your podcast, but I couldn't find it. I, it must've just been that I was just stupid at the time because I, I, I don't know how I could find it. <laughs> but I was always curious because I had seen, I was like Preston figures, interesting. And this was you know before another duo had started their thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait a minute, this page actually sounds very familiar. So then once I had a new podcast app and I found it, I was like, all right, let's see what these, in my mind, let's see what these efforts are talking about, right? <laughs> so I go and I listen and all you guys could talk about is everything on a poll match, oh. on a poll match, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, that was pretty stupid. I, I'll give them that. But they weren't the first, he wasn't the first one to invent it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, wait a minute, what about, hey, this guy wrote, for some of the biggest stars in the hottest boom period of wrestling. That's, that was my mentality. Mm -hmm. My mentality was these guys are, you know, they're, they're more so bashing the idea instead of, um, instead of thinking, okay, let's look at some of the positives too. It was just nothing but negatives. Just from what I thought. Yeah. You guys, you guys, and you guys have said it, I guess there's, there's a fan base, you know, for everything out there, including Grusso. Mm -hmm. And so me wrongfully, I had taken, I guess I got a little too defensive about it. Went on Twitter, started talking my crap, (laughs) <laughs> and, but then once I like once I listened to the podcast, and then when um, the follow up, I was like, you know what, it really wasn't that bad. I think me and Josh had had overreacted a little, and then, and then you know it came to the it came a point where I just realized he's just not everybody's cup of tea, you know. All um, right. Much like you said, you know, most people are Team Vince or Team Cornette. Mm-hmm. Then there's people that hate them both. And then there's people like me that I, I think it's hilarious hearing them both go on and on. <laughs> like, I, I can listen to Cornette cut a promo on anybody just because it's hilarious. Like when he tells people that they deserve to get fried in grease And and uh, <laughs> like I think there was it was a Nancy Grace um, after Warrior had died. Mm-hmm. And notice Jim Cornette didn't even get along with Warrior. But he, he stood up for the boys, right? Yeah. And he said, Nancy Grace needs to be taken into the back of a barnhouse. Or no, the back of a stable to learn what it feels like to get kicked by a horse. <laughs> After that, I I just I love him going off on people. Uh-huh. And, and I know it's funny that like, wait, you like both of them? Yeah, I mean, because the thing with Vince is that through his podcast, you know, he's very accessible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's open to other fans talking to him. And, and, like, me and him follow each other on Twitter. And I don't agree with everything he says, much like I don't agree with everything, you know, that um, Cornette says. Mm-hmm. Or much like I don't agree with – Well, I mean, just, I, you can't always agree on everything with anybody. Right. You know what I mean? And and there's been times where I'm like, I don't know, man. I think I, I, I get your dislike for Meltzer, but he's not completely that bad of a guy, even though Meltzer has me blocked. And – I've asked him in person, like, why'd you block me? Like, I showed him what what got me blocked. Uh huh. Oh, just email me. I'll, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I just email me. I emailed him. I never got him blocked. No. Uh. What, what, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, again, not everyone's cup of tea. Right. But but yeah, it was through that whole Russo debacle that I started listening to your guys' show, and through that, I started listening every week. Mm-hmm. And. What was cool about it was, like I said, I had seen your guys' posts in the past, like on Instagram and stuff, because I didn't I didn't really use Twitter until like late 2017. That's when I started becoming more active. But in the past, I had seen your guys' polls for like uh, Macho Madness, Macho Madness, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yo, like, where can I vote for some of these things? Like, th- these are some interesting polls, you know what I mean? But again, I wasn't listening. So I was just, I, I forget about it. You mm-hmm. know, I'd see it on Instagram, didn't know where to go to, so then I just wouldn't do it but uh after that after that that whole uh, interaction on twitter <laughs> we started following each other <laughs> we became pretty cool with each other and you know when when we were whenever i'd actually whenever i was actually finding stuff i would try and be like hey did you guys have this or do you need this yep. oh yeah we got it somebody already took care of us but thank you yeah um and you know that's it's blossomed ever since it,
3: it, that's the cool thing about it is, is uh, as you said not everybody doesn't agree on everything you know, like Jordan Cassatt said last week, he goes, you guys liked FTC figures. There's no way anybody could be liking FTC figures. And we're like, look, we were Jax fans, so the FTC figures kind of resonate. You know, they they appeal to us because we were Jax fans. Yeah. And he's like, and when he f- first started listening, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, they're getting paid. They're getting paid, and we've never been paid by <laughs> FTC. You know? That's the thing is, Scott and I do have an opinion, and." not everybody's going to agree with our opinion. And that's the yeah. thing is it's how we handle it. And the thing is, is like the Vince Russo thing, we may not agree, but the thing is, is like you just said, a friendship is blossomed because of it. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, we're good friends. We text, we DM or, you know, we're, waiting in line for each other at StarCast or for <laughs> at, uh, uh, Double or One Nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the best part, man, is like we're not always going to agree on figures. We're not always going to agree on everything, but you know what? I'm not going to let that piss me off. There's a gazillion other things in this world that, you know, I could probably get riled up over than wrestling figures or wrestling.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, dude, put it this way. You're a Giants fan. I'm a Dodger fan. I don't hate you. Yeah. That's, an, that's you know another I mean? thing.
3: That's another thing we have, <laughs> you know, not in common, but you know what? I'm not in a, I, I don't hate Dodger fans. I dislike the Dodgers, but at the same time, I'm not going to let that drive a wedge between somebody that is a Dodgers fan, exactly. you know, and I'm a Giants fan. That's the way it is.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? I'm just glad that I don't, th- I don't think I've seen you in a Giants hat. I've seen you in your Bills hat. So, that's basically that, that's all I plus. wear. Yeah, that's a plus. That's a plus. That's <laughs> a plus. You in the Bills hat I don't, you know, I, don't, I don't have no beef with the Bills. Yet, uh-huh. So that's cool.
3: <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is not many people do have beef with Bills. At least not out here on the West Coast. I've been to Forty Nine er Bills games. I've been to Raider Bills games. I've been to Arizona Cardinals and Bills games, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's the Bills." Oh, all right. It's like, oh. <laughs> All right, that's the Bills, you know. It's kind of like we don't think about it. It's like they're so focused on their division.
0: Yeah. Well, see, here's the interesting part. That you went to a, a Raiders and Bills game and you made it out alive.
3: It's because the Raider fans don't care about the Bills. They only care about Chiefs, Broncos and Charger fans. And that okay. was that was something interesting I've kind of found out through the Raider fans is that they're like, yeah, we really dislike Charger, Chiefs and Broncos fans because they're extra loud. 'Cause it's an inter-division game. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. if the Dolphins came to town, they're just like, oh, it's the Dolphins. You know. <laughs> A lot of people go, Oh, it's the Dolphins anyways, but but they're like, it's the Dolphins. We don't really care about them.
0: Yeah, no, I know exactly what you <clears throat> mean. Yeah, that makes sense then.
3: Yep. So how much are you missing baseball right now?
0: Oh man, I'm uh, I, I've been very sad. I, I I miss it so much that me and my friend we went on a on a bold little mission on Saturday. Oh. We drove over to Dodger Stadium and um cuz he has a drone and you know he he tries to get as many cool looking things like you know with with his drone and he's gotten Dodger Stadium in the past but because there's renovations now
4: mm-hmm.
0: we wanted to try and get something there but sometimes the connection is just very very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh I know that they have something that like weaken drone signals mm-hmm. unless it's like Something that, they're, that they, you know, allowed to, to be taken. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get the best shots, but uh, I went, uh, or we went on Saturday to do that. Um, I, I miss baseball a ton. You know, yeah. I, I'm a huge, huge Dodger fan. Um, at SoCal resident, you know, so naturally it was just it was either the Dodgers or the or the the Angels. But I've never been an Angel fan. I just I was very influenced by my uh, my older brothers laker fans dodger fans so naturally it just it was passed on to me and and i've loved it ever since Mm -hmm. and um like last year i I went to several games and this year i already had several planned out but doesn't look like any of those are going to actually take place yeah or at least or at least if they take place i'm not going to be attending any of them
3: right and that's the bad part man is it's like once it's not there, you just like, it's like a drug fiend coming down off of a higher. So you're like, you want more, you want it. Mm-hmm. Like these old games on MLB Network are not cutting it for me right now.
0: I, yeah, it's not the same. Uh, I, I try to rewatch them. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because my son asked me, he's like, well, why do you watch rewatch um, wrestling matches? I said, well, the thing about wrestling matches is, you know, like, it's very, some some matches are very exciting. Like, um, he's been on a on a very big kick. These last two or three weeks, ever since that Boneyard match, mm-hmm. he's been on a very big kick with with AJ Styles and Undertaker.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then, because of like the style of the match and how it was like one of those uh, what's what what are they calling it? Um, like a cinematic style type match. Yeah, like a mo- um, yeah yeah like that. He for somehow he got turned on to um, Bray Wyatt and uh, the fun the Funhouse whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he watched that one, but then. Because it was like in close to close relation, it also showed him. Um, what is it called? I think it was the ultimate, del- is it the ultimate deletion or the final deletion with the- with Matt Hardy?
3: Uh, the the one with him and Bray,
0: yeah. I think it was the final deletion, right? Oh,
3: yeah, something like that,
0: yeah. So, so it, it put him on onto that, and he watched it and he was like, Dad, this is cool. Are there more matches like this? I said, There's a couple, but you know. that that stuff there's not too many of those so then what i did instead was i said look i'm gonna show you these matches which uh i showed him yesterday we watched wrestlemania 2000 the three-way ladder match with uh the hardys edge and christian and the dudleys Uh uh-huh and today we're gonna watch uh wrestlemania 17 Mm -hmm. no 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 uh summerslam summerslam the first tlc
3: oh okay yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah because because i mean the thing was that that's that's how i got put onto um onto a lot of like the older matches, like with the legends and stuff by watching like first it was VHS tapes. Yep. And then it transitioned into DVDs, you know, when they were actually making them. Yep. The VHS tapes, my brothers used to record that stuff all the time. (laughs) They used to record whether it was pay-per-view or um, raw and uh, nitro, Mm -hmm. they'd be switching back and forth. And that's how I would learn. I I don't know that I ever really watched too many of them live because I just remember always watching them through the tapes you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. And like they'd write on it what it was, what the date, uh, and then if it was uh, a pay per view, what pay per view it was. That's how I got into it. That like I remember that my brothers, um, one of the first ones that, that I ever remember watching was WrestleMania ten, Ooh. with uh, with Razor and HBK. Yep. And that's pretty much how HBK became my favorite wrestler, pretty much of all time. And then as time progressed, uh, it kind of became him and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's how i got put onto it because of the old wrestling tapes and then um it turned into dvds you know once you started making home videos my brothers would buy them and i would just watch those things over and over and that's how i learned a lot of these matches and so that's pretty much what i'm doing with him right now like i'm just showing okay if you think this was cool with matt hardy just wait till you see the stupid stuff they were doing twenty years ago, you know what I mean? Yep. And and he asked me, he's like, Isn't that stuff dangerous? I said, That's exactly why they say don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> you know nobody's supposed to be falling off a twenty foot ladder. Yeah. You know? And and uh, you know, he he watched it, he's like, That was that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know. So, so yeah, so that's that's where we're at right now. Tell
3: me the joy of being able to show him these old matches. Like you're passing along your childhood to him. And now he's seeing it through his eyes or you're watching these matches now through his eyes. Like, tell me that feeling. Like, are you just like sitting there like proud dad? Just like, yeah, this is cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, pretty much because he, he, he really got into it. Um, So he's eight right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to be nine in a couple months. He, he, got, he really got into it in around 2013, 14, because of the, just the faces like that he was used to with, um, the rock and uh, CM Punk. Mm-hmm and i don't know why he would just want to watch those matches on on repeat and you know once i started working making my own money i would buy like the the wrestlemania dvds and then it turned into blu rays and um that's what he would want to watch and he and then i remember when we got him a ring for his birthday that was that was it it was over (laughs) and and i remember that any figures that i would buy i'd either have to buy him a basic or i'd have to buy duplicates just because you know how it is with kids. You know they're they're smashing them all up and messing up the paint and all that stuff.
1: Yep. Oh so
0: yeah. It was it was cool at that time, but he he kind of just took a liking to other things. Like once, especially once CM Punk was gone and The Rock wasn't um, on TV or or like I couldn't show him any new matches. Mm-hmm. He kind of just lost interest. And it wasn't until like you know he's he, every now and then he has that interest. He has that intrigue, but it's not the same as it has been these last two weeks. And these last two weeks, I've really enjoyed it because especially under quarantine after he does his work online. Mm -hmm. All right. What do you want to watch now? And it's really cool because, you know, I get to tell him, see, this is what I was watching. Um, I said, if you think that was cool, check this out. (laughs) So right now he's on this whole thing where he hates the undertaker. Because in his mind, (laughs) the undertaker buried AJ Styles alive. I said, if you think that's terrible, Watch this. I showed him the boiler room match with uh, with Mankind. Ooh, good one. I, I, yeah, cause I see. And as a kid, I was traumatized with that crap. <laughs> so, I said, so now, now it's your turn. And then um, I showed him the one with uh, with Vince McMahon in two thousand three. Uh-huh. See, I knew he would like that one because even though uh, even though Undertaker was you know beating to a bloody pulp most of the match, in the end, the Undertaker still got buried alive. He was like, you know what? I kind of like that one. Do you have a Vince? I'm like, no, I do not. Of course, I do. I'm just not going to give it to him. Um, But it's, it's been a lot of fun just because, you know, I, I didn't think he'd get back into it. Uh huh. And so showing him the ones that I was interested in because, you know, at three, four years old, you could show them and you can explain to them, but they're not really going to understand right now that he asks a lot more questions. Now that he has a lot more interest wait so this is what you guys used to watch (laughs) you know like yeah man why does that guy do those weird those weird sorry about that those weird noises you know when when uh mankind used to like squeal or whatever the hell he was doing sure do he he was like why does he do that i said raymond i have not i never knew as a kid and i still don't know as an adult
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's just something you can't explain but all the only answer you can answer with is it's wrestling
0: Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much.
3: That's what I love about wrestling. I've said this before, man. You can do the most wicked stuff to someone in wrestling. You could set their family on fire. You can bury them alive. You can do all this stuff. But if you pin their shoulders to the mat, one, two, three, everything is great. That's the, you know. That's what I love about wrestling. As long as you get them, you get the win over them by pinning their shoulders to the mat or making them submit it's it's golden it's over you know that's what Absolutely. i that's what i love about wrestling and it's just pure asinine but it's fantastic it's poetry
0: yeah i mean it really is that's that's the way i like to explain it to people i mean everyone you know likes to have their opinion on it but it's like hey you watch your soap operas you watch your shows mm-hmm. you watch wrestling
3: yep have you uh, thought about showing him 1994 royal rumble where taker got buried by yokozuna
0: you know what I was thinking about that one um, only because I have I have this I have this uh it's old it's an old DVD I think it was like released in two thousand three or two thousand four mm-hmm. and it has some of it I think it was Taker's deadliest matches something like that and I remember when I saw that uh, and didn't he just, dis- isn't that when he appeared like uh, all the guys all all the like the, the roster they come out they help out Yoko yep. And then, um, like he pops up on the screen, and then it's like his body disappears.
3: Yeah, it like goes into like X-ray form, and then it, yeah, exactly, it, it goes up. And then I, I want to say somebody was playing the Undertaker, got lifted up above the screen. I want to say it was Marty Janetti for some reason. Somebody will correct <laughs> me on that, but but yeah, they lifted him up. And it was so. Again, it's wrestling. It's asinine. It's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you know what the thing was that. I couldn't find out. Uh, I couldn't figure out like where, where, like what DVD I had it on, mm-hmm. or uh, what pay per view was. And I knew I could. I knew I could Google it, but I was like, nah. I want to actually try and remember. It wasn't until so th- this past week that he was with his mom. That's okay. That's when it was War <laughs> Rumble. Yo, there you go. Boom. In fact, I think I have to ask my brother because, like I said, my brother's the one that put me up on game with a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, but no, I, I haven't shown him that one yet. It's on the list. But the <laughs> one that I did show him. <laughs> What's funny with with what you said right now is. You Know as long as you pin him on the mat one, two, three, uh-huh. you know, all's gravy, right? Well, yep. here's the thing I remember that uh, so two weeks ago when he was here, <laughs> we watched Hell in a Cell uh, with Mankind.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: He said it took all that to beat him. I said it's not that it took all that, <laughs> but you know, they, they, they like, I don't, I, it's because I'm not trying to break the the cafe for him yet, you mm-hmm. know, I like, yep. As it is, Google kind of already did that when (laughs) he found out that AJ Styles is still alive. So I I don't want to say, you know, they were trying to, you know, they were trying to steal the show, man. And they were they were trying to like do some crazy things. Like because when I when I met Mick Foley last year I and I said, you know, thank you because you entertained us like as a kid, I hated you. And as an adult, I appreciate the hell out of what you did. I respect like all like how you put your body on the line because like we just that night we we said, you know, we're going to go steal the show. Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna we're gonna show these people something they've never seen before um and like i don't like i said i don't want to ruin the kayfabe aspect for it for him just yet Mm -hmm. you know i want him to see like hey these guys (laughs) these guys are crazy like i've shown him hell in a cell i've shown him uh he's seen the money in the banks i remember like in 2013 or 14 whenever they, they released that um Money in the Bank Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that kid would not stop watching the thing over and over <laughs> and over again, and he loved it. He loved it every single time. Uh-huh. and and again, that's like that was around the time that I started uh, collecting figures more um, because I had taken a bit of a break on the collecting.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Never, never really a break on, on the wrestling. Like even if I didn't watch it as much, I'd keep up. Like like lately, I haven't watched it as much, especially like because there's no there's no crowd there, but I still keep up. You know, I, I try to keep up um, with what's going on and um around that time was when i realized okay these figures that i'm getting this kid's gonna see them like i remember hey do you have a cody rhodes yeah can i use it yeah (laughs) yes you know and then and then like a like a bray wyatt when it was like the shield versus the the wyatt family Mm -hmm. wait i see your bray wyatt you know in the box and i was at work here's the thing that i was at work when he went to my parents i want that one and when I get home, the box is completely ripped open. I was like, "Oh my gosh!"
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So,
0: so after that, that's where I was like, "Well, I guess it's a good thing that I'm not like a predominantly, like, mock collector, uh-huh. you know." So, yeah, it's 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 been an interesting uh, ride, especially now with him, you know, these past couple of years.
3: So, where did your collecting start?
0: So, with me, um, I'd have to say it was around the time, like, I the like one of the very first wrestlers that I remember having. It's like one of the most awful figures. I know you guys have trashed on it pretty much anywhere that I've heard about it. You guys have all, tra- or anybody has trashed on it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You remember those figures that you could put water in the oh. back and it's mm-hmm. like you push the button and they sweat?
3: The maximum sweat figures, yeah.
0: Yep. I remember for Christmas, I got, I think it was like 97 or 98. I got a Shawn Michaels, was it? I think it was a Shawn or a Triple H. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And um, and an Undertaker. And I remember I opened it I said, what are these? It's like, I don't like what like these aren't the cool ones mm-hmm. um so I, I remember like being very very disappointed because that's around that time was when I was watching a lot of those tapes back and forth and then after after seeing a lot of that library that my brothers had which is probably illegal <laughs> um they I would watch uh I would watch Nitro with them I'd watch Raw with them what one of my brothers would do is I had like um I think it was theirs actually I feel bad sometimes because I, I, I know that I was like that bratty younger brother that wanted their toys. Yeah. So they had the, like one of them, one brother had this really cool X-Men collection. And I remember what he did was he'd give those to me to play with, but I would say, you know, I didn't look, it didn't look anything like the wrestlers. So he, you know, he, he did the, the coolest, the cool big brother thing. And like, he would customize them, you know, like with, like with the, I forgot what kind of painting material he had, mm-hmm. but you know, he, he'd draw like the decals, like, i forgot i think gambit was was it scott hall or kevin ashley he had drawn i don't know how he did it Mm -hmm. but he would like draw over these figures to try and make them the wrestlers and that's what i would use so that was like like where i started um even though they weren't like official legit and then once i got more into it my my dad was really the one that would like always buy the figures yeah, my mom would my mom would be the would get the responsible stuff, and my dad would always just you know he'd spoil me with the toys. Yeah. So he had gotten me. I think it was like a, we'd go to the swap meet. It's kind of I'm pretty sure you know what these are. It's kind of like a, like an outdoor uh, what are, what are those called flea markets? Uh, flea markets. There you go. Yep. And you know you'd have these people that were selling those. I think they were toy biz the WCW ones. Yep. And that's where I started. That's 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 really where I started because I remember getting the the Goldberg, Kevin Nash. I think there was a giant, and then there was this two-pack that I got. It was uh, Sting and Hollywood Hogan for Starcade.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that one.
0: And that was one of the coolest things. I, I like, I remember and I remember watching it, and I remember, brothers, I think they were pissed when they saw it. I just thought it was cool to see Sting and Hollywood Hogan, right? So then when I got the figures, it was, you know, excuse my language, but to me it was the shit, you know what I mean? Because I was yeah. like, wow, yeah. I have the figures from that match. Mm-hmm. It's funny because all these years later I'm like, damn, they really <laughs> they really botched the ending. But um, but yeah, it was it was the coolest thing because you know I had them in figure form and I remember Sting had the removable coat, you know, and, and Hogan um you know he did this thing where like I think you squeezed the legs or you turned the thing on his back and like he'd like move his arms or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was really where I started. But then they would also like they'd also started getting me um, WWF figures. I remember there was only one BC... I think it was Bone Crunch or the BCA ones, right? That's what they are? Yep. Okay. It was a X-Pac. It was a DX X-Pac where he came with like a locker. And he, you know, I, I remember it very, very clearly. He had the tongue out, sunglasses on, bandana on, and he came with like a little locker.
3: Was he wearing and red and white?
0: No, no, no. He was wearing... It was predominantly black, green, and white.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one.
0: Yeah. So he had gotten me that. And then I remember by that point toys r us was coming out with like some of the cooler ones like it wasn't like the bone cruncher ones i think i pretty much missed most of that if, if any bone crunchers that i had mm-hmm. were like i guess you know remnants from what was you know when that was going out and the new ones were coming in style mm-hmm. i remember getting ones like um there was a a rock that had like a sweat like a like a shirt and um the track pants mm-hmm. there was a very shitty undertaker that i <laughs> didn't like to me just didn't look like him uh-huh. um there was a two-pack of uh of Royal Rumble figures I think it was a Royal Rumble set from Triple H and Cactus Jack remember when they had the hell in a song
3: yes I think I know which one you're talking about the thing with the BCAs is there were so many they didn't have series one BCA series two BCA they did have that but then they had all these sub lines that just came out afterwards and it was it was so tough to keep up with those, and then when you moved along, you're like, okay, we got away from the BCAs, thank God. But then they came out with some R three techs. You're just like, eh.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> see the R three techs. Yeah. Before I got into the, R- or before the R three tech, R three techs came out, I was more into the Jax ones that like didn't have like the shoulder joint, like you know the arm either moved around or whatever. Right. Um, some of them didn't have like the the elbow joint where it bend. Like I remember very clearly there was a Triple H where he had, like, jeans and the long hair and no shirt.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember when I tried and set him up to do a triple, uh, or my bad, uh, what's it called? Uh, a po- uh, uh, pedigree. pedigree. There you go. Try to get him to do the pedigree. I, You know, at least I was able to, you know, get him to latch onto the arms. I remember that very clearly. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, it's not the best Triple H, but cool. And then that's when I found the two-pack that my dad, again, he was the one getting me, he was spoiling me with the toys. Mm-hmm. He'd get me that. And then uh, there was also these, these very... Very crappy. Well, now that I look back, these very crappy, um, super <laughs> flexible ones. The like,
3: f- Flexum? I, like a Flexum type deal or the or th- Not bendies,
0: Not bendies. But these guys were like super flexible. There was one that I got. It had, um, I believe it was Billy Gunn and Kane. Do you remember ever seeing those? I probably did. Did you get them at KB Toys? No. I remember always going to Toys R Us to get them.
3: Okay. So that's the thing is this is the great thing about wrestling figures back in the day when you walked into a Toys R Us or KB Toys the aisles would be littered with wrestling figures and all these different lines there's Wrestlemania 15 BCAs or um, King of the Ring figures or and it was all these sublines. then over here you would have like bendums and f- stretchums and, you know, and, and uh, it's just WWF. And then you go over to WCW, you have toy biz and it, there was, there was an abundance of figures back then that you were just like, how do you keep up with this? So if I space on a few lines, I apologize, <laughs> but that's kind of what we were looking at back in the day. And I gotta say, it was awesome because the, sh- the pegs were just littered with figures.
0: Yeah, see, and I remember the, like the few times that I would go into KB Toys because the KB Toys was at the mall, uh-huh. and we would more so just go to either Toys R Us or like a Walmart. Mm-hmm. But see, Walmart was where I'd get like the the Star Wars figures. Walmart always seemed to have like the dopest Star Wars figures, mm-hmm. especially when Episode Two had come out in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. That was the first one I watched, and it always had that one. And uh, when the third one came out, they were always like super super stocked.
4: Uh-huh.
0: But Toys R Us was where I'd find a lot of the wrestling figures. And um, I remember always, I'd found, it was like uh, Big Show, Jericho. um, I want to say, oh, and I remember when WCW, like before it had folded, they Mm -hmm. had like brought out a bunch of old ones, a bunch of old ones. And I remember getting like this really crappy looking Chris Benoit, but I thought it was cool because (laughs) he had really good articulation, like with his legs and his arms to be able to do the cross race. Yep. By this point, he was already in WWE, but, you know, you know how that goes um, <laughs> right 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 but that that was like the earliest stage that i remember it wasn't really until like the r3 figures came out that that's that's where i remember that i like i really kicked it into high gear not that i kicked it into high gear of collecting but i had started getting more figures and then the r3 ones came out and i thought those were total crap mm-hmm. i didn't like how super skinny they were yep i didn't like how they just didn't like i remember seeing a kevin ash that just looked really really whack
3: the legs and... were abysmal yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And then they started coming out with Ruthless Aggression after that, the Ruthless Aggression figures, yes. the Jax Classics, mm-hmm. and that's when that's when they that, kicked it into a whole different gear.
0: Yep. See, that, that era I remember much better because uh-huh. – um, so I remember that at first when I would when gotten – I had gotten a few R3 ones, which was for Christmas. I think it was like 2002. For Christmas, I got the uh, Hogan and Rock set. Mm-hmm. Which to this day I still have because my brother gave to me, and again I don't like those figures; they're not great looking. But that one had some sentimental value. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, I got a Kane and I got a Hardy Boys. I don't remember if they were in a two-pack or not. I think uh, a friend of mine he gave them to me because he had given up uh, collecting.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, what had happened was I just I didn't like them, and I was like, man, these suck. So I would just <laughs> play with the ones that I had, and. That was that. But then I remember one time, and I, and I would still watch whenever I could because, as you know, the timing of it all, like the, the like when it would come out, I'd have to be asleep already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would watch whenever I could. I would still try and keep up. And then when I couldn't watch, I'd ask my brother what happened. But I remember that I went to, I think it was a Ross, and we found a um, – it was a Shawn Michaels. And what I liked about it was he had tights kind of like from before he had been hurt before he went on that like what four or five year hiatus yep and after that i was like wait this looks super different it looks so much better than that art well i didn't know that it was R r3 that's what it was called mm-hmm. but this looks so much better than that crap that was coming out you know <laughs> a little while ago yep and then once once i saw that that's it like it was over i remember that we'd go and i'd found uh i'd found a much better triple h i remember when i found batista that was awesome but there was this two-pack that i found at walmart it was John Cena with Kurt Angle, and it had a the spinner belt. That was it. It was over. I loved it. I was, I was in love. I was like, because you got to keep in mind, so right now I'm 27, right? Right. And at that point in time, John Cena was just, he was the man. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that. I remember the Hollywood Hogan era. I remember the HBK era from when I was a kid, and again, from, from the VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. But once I was watching live and I was able to keep up on my own, John Cena was just the man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know. I get that a lot of guys hate him. I understand <laughs> that. But to me, John Cena was the man. And when I got that, like that was it. In the Fig Fed, he was he was winning most of the time. And then again, since they had separate uh separate uh what is it separate uh rosters,
3: mm-hmm. SmackDown Raw deal.
0: Y- yep, HBK was the man on Raw, and John Cena was the man on SmackDown <laughs> until you know, until he came over, and yeah, that was. There was a lot of conflict at the time, you know. There was a couple, a lot of uh, a lot of double count outs or a lot of uh, draws or DQ, whatever, because uh-huh. you know, because I, I I couldn't decide. Okay, my first favorite or my current favorite, you know what I mean? Right. And and that was that was really cool. That was a real cool time to collect because I remember that when they started um, doing the the classics, I remember we were traveling. I think we went to Texas. We had to go for something. I forgot what it was, but I remember we stopped by a Walmart and. I never ever I was never a fan of uh, Ric Flair, mm-hmm. and I remember that I found the Ric Flair where it has the red uh, the red robe and it came with the World Heavyweight Title.
3: Uh, series four, series five.
0: You would know better than me. It's so one of those two. <laughs> I see it, and and I still have the figure to this day with the robe. Mm-hmm. I I took that robe off him and I put it on the uh, the retro figure. I thought I thought that robe was better than the Retrofest one. Oh, and that, that was just my thought, <laughs> <laughs> but um. So we find it, and in in my head, I'm like, you know what, this uh, I'm not even a Ric Flair fan. I just really need that belt because I couldn't find it. I, you know, I did, I hadn't found it just yet. Uh-huh. I really need that belt, so that's why I got that figure. Flair was just, you know, the cool thing was that Flair was also coming out with uh, with Triple H and Randy Orton and Batista. So yep. I was like, okay, you know. I have evolution now, but Flair <laughs> to me, like it's crazy because you know I know people call Flair the goat, and it's their favorite. Mm-hmm. He was he was never that for me. Uh uh-huh. So so like I got more excited with stuff like when I found Batista and stuff, or when I found a New cane. Like I remember when he had like the 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 mask before he unmasked. I remember when I found that one, or when I found American Badass, uh, Undertaker, or Brock Lesnar, stuff like that. That's the stuff that as a, as a youngster was exciting for me. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. So did you have to have every John Cena and every Shawn Michaels after you started collecting again?
0: The funniest thing is no. Um, because again, my dad was the one that, that I'd have to ask him to buy the stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, every, every purchase I had to make it count. You know, I, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to get like doubles or, or repeats. Like I remember that there was like a John Cena that had like different shirts. I was like, man, I want it. But <laughs> But at the same time, I don't have a Randy Orton just yet. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So I had to be very, very, uh, very picky. And by that time, it was like the mid-2000s. And that was when they started releasing a lot of the home videos. So, mm-hmm. And so I remember when I'd watched, uh, I think it was the Self-Destruction of Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's who my brothers, you know, that's who they talk about. That's who they, you know, that's who they would mention. And that's who they used to like a lot. Mm-hmm. So I remember after that, I was on a hunt for a warrior. I never found one until like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I went to uh, Arizona for a, a family trip, and right there again at a flea market, they had the one from WrestleMania twelve. Oh they yeah, had, they had him, and they had um, Hollywood Hogan. The Hollywood Hogan was the one that was the red and black and white. Remember when they had that one? Like yes, he came with like a cloth. He came with like a cloth shirt. Yep, and a removable belt. To me, like that was like the coolest. Find I had ever had because I found <laughs> Warrior and I found Hogan. I don't remember how much my dad paid, but I know that it was well above retail. Yeah, I, I as much as I wanted to get multiple Cena's or multiple HBKs, mm-hmm. I couldn't because, like, again, I had to make each purchase count. You know what I mean?
3: Yep. So, did you ever do anything crazy with your Fig Fed or like?
0: Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember when uh, when my dad got the uh, I think it was the Elimination Chamber set. Uh huh that set looking back now was crap. Like it's very, it was very hard to play with. Uh, Half the time, you know, these guys were wrestling on top of the cell or outside, which made no sense. (laughs) Absolutely no sense. Right. Until, until I think it was like 2008. It was when, or no, I don't know. Shoot. I don't even remember Um, when like there happened to be action outside of the cell. But Mm -hmm. again, I was doing it long before that. Um, (laughs) I would do some crazy things. I try to like, add different crazy stipulations where like there's something hanging, like you have to climb the cell and, you know, you have to use a ladder to go above the cell, which I realized, you know, looking back now, that was very dangerous. It was very <laughs> stupid and it made absolutely no sense. But at the time it was awesome because I knew that I had finally gotten ladders and I had finally gotten a hell in a- or elimination chamber. I bet that's what it was. Uh-huh. Um, And I just tried to get creative with it. And that, that was, that was like the cool part to it. And I remember sometimes my brothers telling me like, you know, some would call it crazy or whatever, but I, we think it's cool. Like one in particular, I think it's cool that, you know, you have your imagination because I try and copy JR or, uh, or, uh, Jerry Lawler, which sometimes wasn't the best because <laughs> he'd say some really dumb shit looking back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, still does today. Right. So <laughs> what's it called? Um, yeah, he told, he'd tell me though, like, it's crazy because, you know, I think by at your age, I was kind of already getting out of toys But yet, you know, you still have an imagination for it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just always carried with me. And I think it was like around 2009 where I had kind of just stopped buying figures or stopped asking for them. Um, 2008, 2009. But I I never really stopped watching. Like I said earlier, I had never really like left the the wrestling um, as an interest. It's just that I remember that I was really into uh, DX when they came back. Mm-hmm. And then when they split up, you know, when when Triple H got hurt, when he tore, I think it was his quad again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they came back and they were separate. They weren't together at first, or were they? I don't even remember at this point. But it just wrestling just seemed to be taking a bit of a turn. And again, I'd still pay attention. And then I had a nephew that he was really into it. So a lot of my figures, I you know, I'd either, I'd, you know, you say go ahead and borrow it, but sometimes you don't ever see that stuff back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I didn't really continue collecting just because i don't know i was just having other interests but i never stopped watching i remember that i always had them put away somewhere if you know whichever ones were still there that i didn't give my nephew they were always still there and i think it wasn't until 2010 or 2011 whenever mattel took over that i remember when i had seen was it yeah it was Shawn michaels versus undertaker Initially, I just thought, wow, that was that was probably the best match I'd ever seen. Right. In terms of you know no gimmicks, nothing, no, you know, just the one man versus the other. I thought it was the best match I had seen. And then I remember that I had seen the defining moments, Shawn Michaels, and I was like, what the heck are these guys? Is it a good company now? Because I wasn't privy to, oh, hey, it's a different company. It's it's no longer Jack's doing it. Yep. I remember always seeing that logo. But this figure looked different. I was like, "I mean, this doesn't look like like the ones that I was collecting. Mm-hmm. This thing actually looks cool. like, this, <laughs> like it's not super bulky and yep. you know his his mold doesn't look exactly the same as like a triple H or whatever. And um, I found his, and I was like, okay, I, I don't know that I want to start buying these because it looks like a new set. It looks like a new series completely. But um, and I remember my brother. We had gone to Walmart, and I still wasn't working. But he said, "Hey, do you want it?" I said, "What?" I felt like a kid again because you know, <laughs> I, like you're offering to buy me a toy. <laughs> yeah, do you want it? Yeah, yeah. I took it, and it's still there. It's still I still have it in box. That's one of the few figures that I never took out of the box.
3: Oh um, wow, that's worth some money yeah. too, man.
0: I yeah, I, I, I've, I've learned. I was like, wow, like when when I see how much it's worth, I'm like, wow. I wish I would have you know gone after the other ones because i didn't realize what what there was Mm -hmm. i didn't realize you know how valuable those things were i mean to be honest with you though especially like with the collection that i have now i never buy because of the value that it has or the value that it will have Mm -hmm. i buy it for my own personal collection you know what i mean yep um because i remember seeing the um i think it was ultimate warrior ultimate warrior and the macho man and macho man i had gotten a dvd of his probably like two years prior to that some of his best matches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's, 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 I remember that match. Like I remember watching it. That was a dope ass match,
4: mm-hmm. but
0: I didn't have the money. I didn't have the funds for it. <laughs> and then, you know, it's not like I'm, Hey, can you guys buy me a toy? Just, <laughs> it was just, it was just weird to me. It wasn't until I started working in around 2010, later, late in 2010 or yeah, early 2011, that when I saw something, like I'd go to, I'd go to Toys R Us or I'd go to Walmart. And, because of that love that i had for wrestling you know from from a young age or for the toys yep i like i couldn't not go check the, the section yeah and i remember seeing i think it was legends series two or, which one was eddie Guerrero in
3: uh he was in legends man i want to say legends four five
0: okay and macho man remember the one the, with the, the purple shirt yes that, that was
3: legends two Man, it's funny, dude. I keep saying this after 36 years of collecting, like trying to remember who was in what series is like escaping my brain
0: quickly. (laughs) You know, it's like it's a it's a job itself, isn't it? Oh,
3: my God, dude. I don't know if you ever seen this, but did you ever watch Married with Children?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
3: (laughs) Do you remember the episode where Kelly was going on to a game show and they were just flooding her with information and it got to the last question. They said, okay, this guy scored four touchdowns in one high school football game and it was her own dad, but she couldn't it's remember her own dad. because yep. everything <laughs> kept filtering out of her brain. Dude, that's, yep. that's the same thing with uh, myself. Scott is like a, Scott's memory is just insane how good his is. But with mine, it's like stuff is filtering out. <laughs> you know, So it's like trying to remember who's in what set, unless it was super memorable. I don't really remember, but, Going back to your original point of Macho Man and Legends, I think that was series two, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I think it was two. And anybody that'll listen to this, you know, if they're still listening, because I know I've rambled on, um, a- they're probably going to be like, it's two. <laughs> or three. Yeah. It's like, who wants
3: but, to be a millionaire screaming at the TV deal? <laughs>
0: we're, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it happens. It happens sometimes when I'm listening, you know, whether it's your podcast or, or doing the favor. Uh huh. Um, it happens. But yeah, so I found that. Um, I think I found that in, like, 2011. I, I don't I don't even remember at this point. Sounds about right. What, what exact year? I just know that it was probably, like, a month or two before I, oh, it had to be 2011. So I found that Macho Man in 2011, and I don't even remember what other, what other figures I saw alongside it. I just know that I saw a Macho Man that looked really awesome, that looked like he wasn't huge, like he didn't have these giant bulky arms or these giant quads. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get this. So for... I want to say probably, like, for about two years, I had, for from Mattel, I just had that Shawn Michaels and that Macho Man, which, you know, hindsight, you know, being what it is, and you realize, you know, what figures you have or had at that point. Right. Those are some pretty, solid, some pretty solid finds. And once, like, I started getting into it more and more, like I said, I always kept up with it. But once I started getting really into it, when The Rock came back and he had that whole feud with Cena. hmm I'd go to the stores a lot more. I had my own car, had my own job. I could do my own hunting. Yep. You know, so it it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, I was going berserkering like that. I was only working part time. So it's not like I was doing, making much money, but you know, I could afford a figure here and there. And I remember thinking, man, whoever's making this. And I realized, okay, it's Intel. They're doing a solid job. Like I, I had found the, uh, Eddie Guerrero legends at a Kmart of all places. And like, some of the figures that they had there available, it's like really hard when you think back. Like, man, they had a legend's Eddie, they had Papa Shango, they had Kane. Like, they had some solid choices. Yeah. <laughs> but I went, I went with the Eddie because I never had an Eddie Guerrero. That was one of the figures that I couldn't find as a kid.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which really sucked because I had Rey Mysterio, but no Eddie. So that that always sucked. And you know, I try to limit it here and there. And once I finally got a different job and I had, like, I was able to budget a little more, Mm -hmm. that's when it just took off. Like, the collecting just really took off. In 2014, I had found figures. I think it was, like, the – I know for sure it was the WrestleMania series, like the WrestleMania 27, WrestleMania um, 26. That was one of the uh, – you know that Triple H, the one with the skull, full mask, and the, the coat? that was probably like one of the dopest figures I had ever seen. Yep. And I, I wasn't able to watch that, that mania live in person. Well, but I mean, it's like live went on TV when it happened, but I had seen it and I was like, man, that's one of the coolest triple ages ever. I just, I thought that the, the inclusion of Metallica and the whole Skull King gimmick, I thought that was incredible. So I had to get that. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's really when the collecting took off big time. And, um, I remember finding the, I think it was Elite 30, Elite 31 Vader that seems like a lot of people didn't find. <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs>
3: you, know what's, well, you know what's funny is the gentleman that was on before you, his name is Michael. He also lives down in San, uh, in the Los Angeles area, but Michael had that same figure and he was like, Yeah, I had the Vader 31. I'm like, Man, I never found that up here. And then you're like, Yeah, I found the Vader 31. I'm like, Damn you two.
0: <laughs> but I only found it once to be fair I only found it once. Oh, okay. You know how you always find you know how you always find like certain figures several times? Yep. Um yeah, that one was one that I only saw once. And um there's a there's a collector that I met him through Instagram when I saw his username. It had the area code, you know, that my same area code. His name's Joe, Joe <laughs> Raya. Uh, oh, yeah, on Twitter yeah, yeah, made. So, I had I had come across him and I and I was like, "Hey, um I see that you have like a lot of extra figures." And then I realized that he sold some. I was like, I'd be interested in buying some, like, if, if you're ever, you know, down for it. And he's actually been, like, a big, big help, like, whenever I can't find certain figures because I guess due to his hours, you know, he's able to hunt, like, like on some really good times, like, whenever, like, before, like, when they bring, like, figures out onto the bag and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and it's, it's funny because, like, sometimes I'll mess them, him, like, you know, oftentimes he finds the figures a lot quicker than I do.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's every now and then where I find, where I beat him to it, and it's like, yeah, I found it already. You know, and... <laughs> it's just you know it's it's a little inside joke you know but but through collecting and through so the power of social media like he's helped me out a lot um a couple other people have helped me out there local like of course once i started going down that rabbit hole yep you know you, you like i remember i had made a list okay i need an updated edge because the jack's edge just wasn't going to cut it it's way too bulky <laughs> uh-huh. it looked nothing like you know at that point just I was like, man, if I'm really going to do this, okay, what am I going to do with these Jack figures? And I didn't realize that I had a couple solid pieces in there, especially, like, with the Legend series.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) I gave most of them away. Uh The only ones that I really kept were the Hollywood Hogan, the Flair, uh, Shawn Michaels, and I think it was, like, a Series 1 or Series 2 Undertaker where he didn't even have, like, the the shoulder joint, like that ball joint.
3: Yeah, he was, they placed a lot of, Oh uh, God! What parts are three parts on him? The the I first so. the first Jack's classic Undertaker.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yep,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, they slapped a lot of R three parts on him,
0: which made no sense to me. So, you know, I but I kept that one. There was a ve- there was very few Jacks that I had kept,
4: mm-hmm. but
0: once I went down that rabbit hole, I was like, okay, I got to get updated ones. You know, I got to get um, a new Randy Orton, obviously, a new like uh, I wanted to keep that Triple H in box the one from WrestleMania, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna get one loose. I gotta get a different one. Um, started going down the list of like tag teams and then I realized, yo, this is a very expensive hobby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It <laughs> catch it catches up to you quick, man.
0: <laughs> Big time. It's a super expensive hobby, but it's it's a lot of fun, especially like when, when you have a list and you start checking it off. You know, I remember when I found the um the American Badass Undertaker, mm-hmm. someone said someone said I'm I'm willing to trade it. All I'm looking for is an elite thirty-five Triple H, remember the one with the the red skull king outfit? Like yeah. The red and gold. Yeah, sure do. Yeah, he said that's that's all I'm looking for. If you have it, willing to trade? Boom, straight up. Gotcha. Because I had found two, so yeah, I started you know checking names off the list, and it's gotten to the point where it's like now I'm just looking to buy like the newer stuff, whatever comes through. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only actual like super expensive ones that I ever spent money on were. Um, the Macho Man figures and the Ultimate Warrior figures. When I was trying to complete the like, I like to have one of their one of each of their elites, which is a lot, right? Especially in recent years, it's <laughs> just gone overboard. It's funny because I was listening to you guys' episode about the um, defining moments. You know, you guys finished the 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 defining Moments series, and you guys were talking about that uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior,
3: Ma- Ultimate Maniacs one.
0: <laughs> and I thought, man. They had so many of those warriors. Apparently, what uh, allegedly, what had happened with that it was meant to be part of the main elite line, but I guess after Hogan had gotten into that trouble, you know, he re- like they put him into replace. I don't know if it was him or Jericho. I forgot one of them too. But apparently, he wasn't supposed to be a defining moment because you guys were right. It made absolutely no sense to have him as a defining moment, and Macho Man was just a regular elite. Yep, exactly. But but I went through that through that whole uh, Macho Man and, and Ultimate Warrior thing and i was like man this nwo macho man is very expensive but i had gotten by this point i had gotten a a better job the one i'm with now the one that affords me these all these stupid hobbies that i have (laughs) um (laughs) and i remember when i spent i think i dropped like a hundred dollars on a on a loose nwo macho man which looking back was very dumb uh, I could have gotten a much better deal, but we, I really wanted to complete that, that, we, the Macho mess.
3: We all make those mistakes somewhere down the road, man. It's it's not just you. They're, you're saying that it was dumb? Trust me, there are people out there who have made way dumber decisions on figures.
0: Very true. And see, you know, on the flip side, I'm actually very happy with um, around that same time. I think it was like one check after the other, funny enough, as figure fate would have it. Um, somebody had to... Get rid of their their collection. You know they had a bit of an emergency. They were selling the Elite 16 Kevin Ash, which I had always wanted that Kevin Ash. Whoa! I had a Diesel, uh-huh. but it wasn't the, it wasn't the same as as Kevin Ash, as you know. Mm-hmm. Totally different gimmick, brother. Totally different gimmick. Right, brother.
4: right, right. <laughs>
0: and um, they sold it for like fifty bucks mock, Whoa. Uh, shipped. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna jump on that. And I remember for a while, like. When he wasn't getting back to me, um, I was like, Man, I knew that deal was too good to be true. I just got gypped. This guy got me. You know, he came off too friendly. I shouldn't have done friends and family. Uh-huh. Hey brother, I'm very sorry for the delay. Um, you know, I've been having family problems, but here's the tracking for you. Uh-huh. That was like like such a weight lifted off my shoulders, which was so minimal uh-huh. you know, in hindsight, but yeah, but you know, it was awesome because I I finally had a mock Kevin Ash, Elite Sixteen, and there was times where I wanted to open it. But I was like, nah, that's too good, of a, too good of a figure to open. And then when I met him, I got it signed. Uh-huh. And the, the funniest thing about that was he said, oh, you got the good one. A lot <laughs> of people bring me other ones, but this is one of the good ones. I said, yeah, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, the, I, I got it a pretty good deal.
3: <laughs> the funny thing is, is you're mentioning all these figures, and right down my hallway is a bunch of figures just facing me. And I keep looking over. So, like you mentioned the uh, – the Triple H with the brown coat and the mask. Uh, That's a Toys R Us exclusive from WrestleMania 27. That's up on my wall. And I'm looking over at it. I'm like, that figure is like in my top five favorite figures of all time, just because of how Mm. good it is. And then you just mentioned Mm. the Kevin Nash in the red, the outsider one. I got that hanging up right next to the diesel. That's Mm -hmm. in that same series. And I'm looking at those. I'm like, yeah, those were some good figures, man.
0: (laughs) They really, they really were. And the the funny thing about that diesel is, I have him loose. That's the only figure of his that I can't that I can't get like a really good deal on in box. Mm-hmm. The rest of them I have them in box. Like the Kevin Ash that followed the the red and black, the, his um his Target Diesel, well both Target Diesel, you know the the Hall of Fame, the hall or the Network Spotlight. Yeah. His um his Hall of Fame when I got it signed over in uh in Vegas last year because like when they had a flash sale say, so, you know what, thirty bucks, why not? Another yep. picture. Oh well, actually my girlfriend's mom wanted to meet because <laughs> <laughs> he was on the he was on Magic Mike. But so figure it out. I'm gonna get my figure signed, you get your picture taken, sit on his lap, do whatever you want. Cool. <laughs> and she was just she was like blown away. She was like, Oh my gosh, he's so handsome in person and so big I said, I don't need to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> um just make sure he writes, you know, Hall of Fame, Kevin X. Yeah, all right, I got it. <laughs> Surely enough she forgot and my, but my girlfriend like remembered and because you know she was just mesmerized at the time. But, uh-huh. um, that's the only one that I, the his, his original diesel is the only one that I don't have inbox. But, um, yeah, man, I, I remember when I started checking a lot of these names off the list, it just felt like a, like a huge accomplishment. But the funniest thing was, like, if you ask my brothers, you're a nerd, dude. I can't believe you have all these figures. When you were 12, 13, 14, 15, okay, that's one thing. You're 27 and you have a room full of figures. Yeah, I know, but it's <laughs> a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It's, and
3: it seems like it's more accepted now. Like It, it really is. It mm-hmm. seems like not only with this community, but if, even if you go outside it, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Star Wars and uh, Marvel's Le- Marvel Legends and uh, DC, there's so many collectibles out there that a lot of people are like, okay, it's starting to become more accepted among people than it was in yes. previous years, where people before would be like, you know the 40 year old virgin movie you know they'd be like oh you keep it mint on card uh? what happens if i crease it? you know you start hyperventilating but now but now it seems like a lot more people are more lenient on people collecting they're just like oh, okay he has a wrestling figure collection he has marvel legends collection oh he's got to keep them in box okay that's a whole separate thing but it seems like it's more accepted now
0: yeah, and you know the funny thing is, in terms of mint and box, it wasn't until I met Joe that he'd be like, "Nah, I keep them. I gotta keep them in the box." Or another <laughs> friend of mine that he likes to keep them in the box. I'm like, I like having them displayed because I ended up like I remember when I said, "Okay, if I'm gonna like go into this full on, I gotta get into it." I remember I bought a shelf um, where I also have a, I also collect um, Blu-rays and and uh, 4Ks, you know, the box sets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the classics, a lot of current modern day movies and all that. But it turned, like, it went from one shelf of movies and, like, three for figures to where it was now. I'm like, man, I got to get another shelf. And then I'm running out of room in my wall because I've started collecting a lot in box, especially once I started meeting wrestlers Mm -hmm. and realized, yeah, it's pretty cool to, you know, get their signatures and stuff. Yep. Um, Once I started doing that, (laughs) a lot of them are in box now, you know, except for, like, Let's just say like a Macho Man or an Ultimate Warrior. Depending on which one it is, uh-huh. I'll open it. You know, like the, the Slim Jim one, it's not open. <laughs> the um, the WrestleMania, is, oh yeah, for me, it's, it's a lot higher than, what is it, seven? <laughs> for it me, was it was so, than seven.
3: Yeah, Scott still like kicks me in the nuts over that one, dude.
0: <laughs> and he should, he should. That was a great figure. That was a great figure. The funniest thing is whenever I would hear you guys talk about like figures of the year, huh. The funniest thing to me is always when you guys mention Nia Jax. To me I just I really don't care for that figure. I'm like, man, these guys are just they're they're overreacting, they're over exaggerating. The figure's cool. It's not that great. <laughs> and then but then when you say like, Oh yeah, Macho Man's a seven for me, I'm like, this guy is tripping on ass." You're like, I'm
3: gonna go I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna kick him in the nuts after Scott kicks him in the nuts. <laughs>
0: exactly. Or next year, you know, for WrestleMania I'll i I'll, I'll kick you in the nuts then, you know? But <laughs> Yeah, when when I when I seen um when I when I had seen your list because I think I asked you what your list was or and then I had even like mentioned like lists through uh, the whole decade, right? Yeah. I'm like, man, this is gonna be very interesting. I wonder if we're gonna have any matching ones, and we did have a couple, mm-hmm. but you know, the, with with Mattel, I just feel like they've knocked it out the park and they've made it to where like, man, you really got to bring your A game. Like when I saw those AEW figures, yeah. Obviously, the the standout was. The Bucks kind of had a bit of a shitty head, mm-hmm. but you know, the Jericho looked great. The Cody looked great. Uh, the Brandy I'm not completely sold on,
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, Penta and whatnot. Like the, I like, I like the way those look and I'm just thinking to myself like, man, I already do Mattel heavy, heavily with Star Wars. I've kind of toned it down a lot.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, cause keep in mind, I buy figures for two. I buy figures for myself and then I buy figures <laughs> for my son. So, right. um, I'm thinking, okay. If I'm if I'm really gonna you know dig into the AEW line, I gotta stop buying duplicates. I gotta stop buying every figure just for the sake of having it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just gotta really tone it down because I, I have I had really gotten into it pretty heavily to where I was buying figures like sometimes um, there's guys that I want to like when I found a Lindsay Dorado, I was like I don't think I've seen like a full match of his, but this <laughs> figure looks dope. Uh huh. Like, no. It, it's, a fa- again.
3: it's a fantastic figure. I mean, the Lucha House Party shirt makes it pop. But what makes it stand out even more is the mask. The mask just puts it over the top. It looks so good. Um, but you're right. Mattel has really kind of set the bar for everyone, like the AEW, the boss fight, the... Um, Super seven, they've, all they've kind of set the bar at that six inch scale. And I went on the show saying that I like looking at my loose shelf and looking at a different variety of scales. Like I've got these big Hulk and eight inch LJNs down to these four inch Hasbros, but it's almost like a history of figures that I like looking at because it's not, if everything was uniformed and they were topped off at six inch, unless you're Andre the giant seven inch or the giant, whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. if you look at everything at a six-inch scale, it gets kind of like too uniform and too uh, redundant, I guess you could say.
0: But yeah, I, I see what you mean there.
3: That's why I, that's why I really gravitated, and I can't I can't afford them because I can't take on another collection. But that's why I gravitated to those DC McFarland figures. I'm not a comic book guy, but man, I'm looking at that Superman and Batman, and they're in a seven-inch mm-hmm. scale, and I'm like, man, these are good. But I guess I'm in the minority because a lot of people kind of got upset with McFarlane for those DC figures being in a seven inch scale because they really wanted them in the Marvel Legends six inch scale.
0: And, yeah. They were, they were used to that one. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And they got accustomed to that six inch scale. And to me, mm-hmm. I'm looking at, them, I'm like, this is great. I love it, man. I love how it's in a different scale, but apparently I'm in the minority because a lot of people do not like that different, uh, it, an inch difference. They're not happy with it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm in the minority with you. Uh, and I think a big part of it is because I'm not collecting them myself because Uh. I've seen them Uh and I just, I I can't, I can't fall into another, another collection. I have so many pops and I've sold so many just to, you know, shrink it down. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've limited myself to like 10 to 15 pops a year, just depending on, you know, what they are. Yep. Like this year I got, uh, Tupac, Biggie, um... That Ricky Vaughn from Major League and Babe Ruth.
3: I love that Ricky Vaughn one, man.
0: Absolutely, it was a must. It was a must. <laughs> yep. And um, and after that, I'm I'm really hoping I don't see any more that like I have to get because I'm really just trying to like, you know, keep it limited. Um, in terms of the DC ones, another another you know series that I would collect heavily, and I realized, nah, man, I I gotta tone it down. I have the essentials. I have the Batman's. I have certain Supermans. I have you know Jokers stuff like that but i have to keep it down especially you know like with with marvel uh marvel legends mm-hmm. those are absolutely great the only ones that i have for myself are um the x-men ones just you know out of like like that was those were my personal favorite as a kid you know in the 90s with wrestling with power rangers there was the spider-man the batman and then the x-men cartoon that was like pivotal for me mm-hmm. um like that's why when when uh, Disney Plus came out. I was showing my son the cartoon. I was like, this is some real dope stuff right here. I <laughs> love this shit and Nah Dad, it's really not for me. <sighs> ah, kid. I just kick you sometimes. <laughs> have but, you been have you, know, you been t-
3: I, t- sorry, have you been tempted to get the Power Ranger Hasbro figures?
0: I've been tempted, but let me tell you why I haven't gotten them. huh. I went out of my way to go like I remember I think I was late. I started collecting the I think it was the legacy figures by uh-huh. like wave three. So I had to go back and pay a little extra for the Red Ranger, for the Green Ranger. Fortunately, I found like the, the Yellow and the White Ranger in stores. Uh-huh. But I went through enough trouble to find those that I was like, you know what? As great as these figures are, I'm not going to get them. And trust me, it has hurt me because I found the White Ranger. The White Ranger was always my favorite.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I know people love him when he was the Green Ranger. For me, the White Ranger was my favorite. And it has hurt me three or four different times that I found him in stores. I'm like, nah, man, I can't do it. I can't do it because I'm going to end up buying all of them and then I'm going to get uh, their, their, uh, their villains. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to, but I have to limit myself, you know? And it's funny because by listening to you guys and, um, you know, especially when I started listening to, you, to doing the favor as well,
4: mm-hmm.
0: like, you know, when I heard Eric talk about, you know, how he used to like some of the older ones, but also obviously he's fallen into the, into the, like, the Mattel much like me, falling yep. into it heavily. I remember when Joe from, uh, like I said, my my local friend, Joe, he started collecting the Hasbros, right? And I thought to myself, I've never seen those in person until like StarCast when somebody was selling them. I think I told you, remember? I was like, hey, you're going to want to go down there. They have LJNs and and Hasbros down there. Yep. Um, I wanted to start collecting those. But then once I saw the price points and all that stuff, I said, you know what? I can't do it (laughs) because I'm going to end up spending way too much money for something I have no emotional attachment to. And I can't do it. Mm. I want to, but I can't. You know. Yep. I'm trying. I'm trying to save that wallet heat. Is what it is.
3: <laughs> you know what's funny is you mentioned Joe and I. I've been meaning to jump in. Joe is such a great guy. He's actually one I would love to have on and uh, just shoot the shit with him. Um, but I've talked to him and in our interactions, not only on Facebook but on Twitter. He's just a nice guy. And it, he cracks me up. He's, I love seeing what he finds out in the wild. Um, I love when he's like, I'm trying to get to target before Ray does or something like that. I just, it, you know, I, yep. he is, he's a great guy. And I, you know, it's such a uh, a huge asset to this community.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like I said, he's, he's held a huge part, you know, in in my collection, like some of the NXT figures, a lot of the target ones. You know how it is with the distribution, man. They're hit or miss over here. Yeah. And, you know, hey, man, uh, you still need this? Yeah, I do. All right, I got you. You know, we'll meet up once he's out of work and I'm going into work because he, he works the night shift and I work the day shift. So, you know, we'll meet up somewhere. And then just like just like we are right now, we'll shoot the shit just for, you know, sometimes an hour or two mm-hmm. talking about figures, talking about wrestling. It's crazy, you know, and, and, and all because of figures. And it, that's the craziest part.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I remember one time I met up with him outside of a, I think it was outside of a Chuck E. Cheese. Me and my (laughs) girlfriend, we drove over there, and he was at a party, (laughs) and he was like, are you serious? I said, yep, I am dead serious. (laughs) We're outside of a Chuck E. Cheese because I am picking up a figure. I think it was was a Hall of Fame Trish Stratus, because I had completed all the Hall of Fame figures. Yeah. He said, um, I was like, do you have this one? I said, you know what, that's the last one I'm missing, actually. I said all right. He said all right. Let's let's do let's make a deal. Surely enough, I got it off of him, and yeah, I, I had completed the Hall of Fame figures. So, <laughs> and again, all through wrestling figures, it's it's crazy because one of the funny things that you mentioned earlier is it's so universally accepted now. You know, back then, it's it's ridiculed, it's it's mocked. I mean, and it still is, but now it's just more accepted it's funny because you know when i go to target sometimes i just got my son this giant boba fett funko pop the other day mm-hmm. oh you just had to have it huh i said technically this was for my son but you best believe that if they come out with the darth vader yeah i'm gonna have to have it <laughs> i know, you know what
3: you, i know what you mean about the funko's um we went there right as this pandemic was happening we went to target and they had a sean kemp funko and I'm like, I don't need Sean Kemp Funko, but why am I still holding it? Like, I'm gonna buy it, <laughs> you know? I, I, and no part of me was I ever. It was cool watching him win the dunk contest. Was it '89, '90,
0: '88? I think it was '89. '89. I don't even remember at this point.
3: But it was cool seeing him win that dunk contest. But I mean, like, what else did Sean Kemp do? He wasn't like a a Pippen, a Jordan, mm-hmm. or a Chris Mullen, mm-hmm. or you know anybody else like that. I was a like, Kobe. yeah, Kobe, you know, and I'm like, I do not need a Sean Kemp Funko, but I'm still walking up to the register. Like I'm about to buy it. So goes, So did you, I put it down to prevent myself from buying it because, but dude, I went back and I was like, if that Sean Kemp Funko is there, I'm purchasing that Sean Kemp Funko. It was gone. Somebody had snagged it and I was like, damn it. And I pissed, I was pissed at myself because I didn't grab it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, see and and that's that that's yeah, I've I've done the same thing where I'm like okay if it's still here I'll get it if it's not I won't get it you know and yep. I, like I just like how I try to get every um macho man or ultimate warrior except for like those like super rare ones that he had made for himself Yeah. You know, that's just no way. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Um uh what's it called just like how I try to get all of their releases um you know, like new figures that were introduced into the line, like Sting. I have every single one of his uh, elites. Mm-hmm. Scott Hall, every single one of his. Um, the ones that I can, you know, like like with Triple H and with Undertaker, I have so many of their elites, but I don't think I'll be able to complete them because I can't justify spending, you know, a crazy amount over a figure that I don't really need. So, the other day I went to uh, I went to Walmart and they had um they had like three or four of the Elite seventy four AJ Styles figures. Mm-hmm. And I just can't come around to buying it. I have every single one of his elites, just like uh, Finn Balor. I'm like, man, this I don't like this lime green looking AJ. <laughs> I technically have every single one of his elites. This is the last one, but I can't come around to spending $20 on another AJ <laughs> that I don't even like the attire for. I'm going to put it down, and if it's still here, which is probably still going to be there because I, I plan on going on Wednesday, if uh-huh. it's still here, I'll get it. <laughs> that's just how that's how you work you know it's like that's how you are just programmed yep and i'm already i'm already like pretty much fixed. all right there goes 20 bucks and i did it i didn't <laughs> need but the ocd in me i have to have them complete because that's what i said from the jump
3: well that's the i cl- remember
0: when he came out it was uh, sorry about that oh, um no. when he came out i thought it was so awesome that he had joined I said, i'm buying this guy. every single one of this guy's elites i wanted to do basics i just couldn't it was too unrealistic right <laughs> but with the elites I have
3: to. <laughs> well, that's the collector mentality in us. That's the, it, you know, this guy is my guy, and AJ is your guy. Like, for me, Bret Hart was my guy. I had to have everything Bret Hart. I had to have all of his figures. I kind of cut myself off on teddy bears, but I wish I would have gotten it now. <laughs> you know, they came out with a Bret Hart teddy bear back in the day. I wish I would have gotten Oh, I
0: think, I, I think I've seen that. Yeah,
3: I wish I would have gotten that. I mean, it's... It's useless merch, but I wish I would have had the Ted uh, Bret Hart teddy bear, you know, but that's the thing is we made the decision that this is our guy and we are going to get every single figure. I actually thought that I was going to do that same thing with AJ every single elite. I was in a grab. <laughs> I got to about, uh, I don't know what elite 66 or something. And I'm like tapping out. <laughs> you yeah. I got to tap out on this one.
0: Yeah, I, I was when I was listening to your guys' episode on that one. I was like, man, I, I can't say I blame him because it was. I mean, it was a great AJ. The only thing I would have changed on it was the shirt. Mm-hmm. I would have, you know, used a um, a cloth shirt. But aside from that one, I mean, he has some really great elites, If you think about, it. like, to me, 56 is one of my favorite ones, and then his network spotlight is one of my favorite ones from WrestleMania 33.
1: Three. Yep, I love that one.
0: So, and I've wondered in my mind, okay. Eventually I'm gonna meet him. Eventually I'm gonna get you know, if for anything bad happens. <laughs> I'm gonna get a figure signed. Which one would I get signed? Because I have him and Finn, I have all their figures uh in box. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it comes down between either fifty six, the network spotlight, or um 66 which uh, sixty six, right? That's the one you were talking about right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it would be either one of those. And like you said, because he's our guy, or, well, he's my guy currently, mine and my son's, you know, and it's funny because now my son's like, hey, if you ever go meet him, I want to go with you. <laughs> you got it, chance. You know, and, and looking back, it's funny because he, he regrets, like, when I tell him, hey, I'm going to go meet Chris Jericho. Do you want to see if mom will let you come with me? No, nah, it's fine. And then after that whole little bit of the bubbly thing,
1: ah, oh, oh, I boy. wish
0: I would have met him. <laughs> you know, I, he got a shirt and everything. He's like, I wish I would have met him. Yeah, oh. you messed up. Dude. You oh. messed up. Uh, so, you know what's yeah, funny is I,
3: I did meet AJ back in 2007 He was out here wrestling for Big Time Wrestling And it's up in Newark, California Up here in the Bay Area And uh, he was still He's still that young baby face, you know He, he was wrestling Frankie Kazarian that night and, oh, But wow. but you got to You got to go into the ring And take a picture with him you had, Of course you had to pay for it But anyways mm-hmm. I get into the ring we take the picture. I'll send you the picture. I go to leave and I go, AJ, thank you for everything you do, man. You're one of the most entertaining wrestlers I've ever met. And he looks at me and he goes, if you thought I was entertaining before, wait till you see me tonight. And I'm like, dude, why are you cutting a promo right now? I was <laughs> just thanking you. <laughs> but, but that was the only time I met AJ and I thought it was the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> but still that memory of, meeting aj i think i got a dvd a tna dvd signed by him but still meeting aj was still one of those things that sticks out in my head also what he said afterwards but it's still one of those things like i met aj styles especially in the tna era because that was especially in the tna era he was my guy like he is to you guys right now that was my tna days i had to watch every single time AJ was on if they came out with anything AJ not all the t-shirts but if I they came out with anything AJ I had to have it
0: yeah you know you're right you're absolutely right and I forgot to mention that him and Samoa Joe those were like the only two TNA figures that um in one of my many trips to Toys R Us Mm -hmm. around that time um, those were like the only two TNA figures that I had, and I remember I wanted to get the Christian just because I never had a Christian, uh-huh. and also because it came with the the NWA title. Yep. Not that I even knew much about it at the time. See now, <laughs> again with research and all that stuff with with YouTube, with uh, with the network, with everything now,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I know a lot more on it. And at the time, I uh, thanks again, Joe, because he hooked me up with that belt. I remember that I was like, man, this TNA or this uh this AJ Styles figure is really cool. It's not really you know. On scale with my WWE one, so it's going to be really hard, but I'll get them. And to this day, I really don't know what happened. I think my nephew also, you know, you're welcome, nephew. Um, I believe it's in his collection. I don't even know what he did with his collection, to be honest with you. But I, I have righted that wrong, and I have all of his elites now. Um, it's kind of overkill, just because you know, after a while, it's like, man, with all his, uh, with all his uh, different attires, you know. You get so many, but again, it's like he was part of what kept me entertained with wrestling, and then so was uh, Finn. You know, and and it's crazy because as much as I've always been a WWE guy,
4: mm-hmm. you
0: know, they helped me branch out outside of WWE. And um, when I realized Finn Balor was part of the Bullet Club in New Japan, I'm like, what's what's the Bullet Club thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like NWO, but over there in Japan. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, so when I do the research, wait a minute, you mean? NWO kind of copied, you know, something from Japan and I guess because you know how it goes. Oh, yeah, they're ripping each other off. Well, everything kind of just rips each other off. Once I did the research, once I got, you know, interested in them, that's kind of like when I was really hooked into wrestling even more, you know, like the clutches were already in Mm -hmm. and around 15, 16 and 17, like they just stayed, they stayed, you know, clutched, which is what drove me to go to freaking Chicago Made me go to Vegas and then to Chicago again last year.
3: Yeah. Yep. Well, that, and it's also a party for you. I mean, you always have a good time when you go on those trips.
0: That's what was actually going to drive me to finally go to WrestleMania this year.
3: I know. I was so looking forward to seeing you too, because like you were going to come to the meetup. I was looking forward to hanging out with you. Uh, it, it was just, I was, this whole Tampa trip was just going to be fun from beginning to end. And just, it wasn't because of. WrestleMania. It was because of all the friends that I was going to be hanging around with, all the people that I was going to be meeting for the first time, friends that I've seen before that I get to hang out with again. I was looking forward Mm -hmm. to Tampa, and then we all know what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it really sucks because um, the only reason that I had agreed to go was one of my main contacts, one of my main plugs that you know I I get to like, I get to know a couple inside things sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, He, you know somebody that I hung out with a lot during all out weekend said, Hey, how do you guys feel about going to Tampa? I said, you're out of your mind. I'm not, I'm not thinking about going to Tampa. This was the night of the Royal Rumble, Uh like this year's Royal Rumble. I said, you're out of your mind. I'm not going over there. He said, why not? I "I, I don't know. I never put any thought thought into it. (laughs) Okay. Well, what if, what if uh, I were to sweeten the deal for you? Can't go into details exactly, you know, what, what that meant, but pretty much, you know, if you've seen the Godfather, he made an offer that, I really couldn't refuse it just it would have been too stupid of me to pass up Uh so then i said okay i'll get the time off approved work on the you know the the airfare and all that stuff figure out stuff like wrestlecon and and um access stuff like that Mm -hmm. i said all right cool and i was pretty much on board you know it was a group of about five or six of us that we were on board um one friend, he had already actually purchased his plane ticket, and I hadn't yet. I, I don't even remember why I didn't pull the trigger on it, but I was just waiting. The time was already approved. Uh, I was just waiting. And then I think it was, it was probably like what, like early March mm-hmm. where they started saying, yeah, this might just get scrapped. Yep. And I said, hey, so what do you suggest? Should I still, he said, you know what, just wait. And it was scrapped. Uh, I think it was like, what, like two or three weeks out. I, I don't even remember, you know yeah like exactly but
3: yeah it was about three weeks out
0: mm-hmm. and once I seen that I was like man it it really sucked because I was actually already excited like the idea of going because you know come on anybody that's a fan of wrestling anybody that's a fan that's grown, grown up a fan who doesn't want to go to a Wrestlemania mm-hmm. you know that's just that's like if it's not at the top of your list it's up there right uh, things to do as a fan and especially after I had gone on, on a couple of wrestling trips I was like you know what okay, I'm down. You know, it might be a little more expensive on this one, but you know, it's going to be worth it. And it really sucks because, you know, it was, it was taken away from us and especially over something that nobody could control. Mm -hmm. But you know, now I'm just hoping that people listen. I'm hoping that people do what they have to do. So that way we can have it here next year, as far as we know. Yeah, you know they're saying that they're saying that it might happen still, but it took a, a legit mania experience away from us. I forgot the the listener's name, but he said something. Uh, you know, I, I like a real WrestleMania. You know, it's not that it was bad, but right. we're used to the, the whole spectacle and stuff, and um, it took that away from us. And I'm really hoping that we can get back on track. And you know, at WrestleMania 12, I couldn't be there. You know, obviously as I was a kid. There was no way I could have pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Um, even though on, on VHS that, that that boy that shit was awesome. <laughs> um you know, WrestleMania twenty one, the same thing. Couldn't be there. But now that I'm able to, I would love to be there. And I, I hope it happens. We'll get some of those tacos you always talk about.
3: Chica's tacos,
1: yep.
0: <laughs> there you go. And have that Fig Life meetup, man. I really do like look forward to it because I, I've because of Twitter I've gotten to know a couple people on there
4: mm-hmm. you know, from
0: the Fig Life. Not too many. You know, unless it's, like, somebody that I know, like, with Joe. Me and Joe, like, it's more than just figures. We'll just be sending, like, especially because we have complete opposite tastes on sports uh-huh. in terms of team. Uh-huh. So, like, he's always shitting on me. I don't shit on him too much because, like, I don't mind the Yankees. Um, The Magic are an afterthought. And then the Eagles, <laughs> I'm a Cowboy fan. He's an Eagle fan. So, it's like, okay, that's probably the only one. But, you know, um, I, I look forward to meeting people from the Fig Life. you know, much like you and I have, you know, shut the shit. And I don't even know how much time has elapsed because I haven't even looked at my phone. That's all good. But, um, but uh, <laughs> I hope. I hope so. <laughs> it's um, all good. It's, it, you know, I really hope to to have that, you know, with people from the Fig Life because it just seems like an awesome thing. That's one of the big things that I was really looking forward to. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, people listen, we can get this thing under control and next year here in SoCal, we'll have it, you know?
3: <laughs> and get hella tacos from Chica's Tacos.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, tacos and beer are a great combination. So. <laughs> you can have your, what do, what do you have? Pedialyte? Pedialyte for,
3: uh, for I got to keep my electrolytes up, you know. <laughs> there,
0: there you go. So You can have your
1: Pedialyte tacos. You know? I,
3: I look forward to it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Ray, I better get going, man. I want to thank you for being on, man. And you know, it's always a pleasure catching up with you. It's like, I hadn't talked to you since last September at all, all out and Mm -hmm. it's like we text we dm but it's like i man i haven't talked to you in a while it's so it's so good catching up with you and absolutely so i'll love to have you back on tell more stories about other wrestlers you've met that you've gotten drunk with
0: (laughs) oh yeah There's, there's there's a few there's a few there's that and then there's always the the funny um the funny interactions at a meet and greets. Oh, that those
3: are the best. Those are the best with you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But, right. Real quick. Yeah. Just real quick. One last thing. One last thing. Yep. Just because he's your favorite wrestler, Bret Hart. Yeah. When I met him, I didn't have a shirt just yet of his. Uh, now I have an awesome Hart Foundation one. Mm-hmm. I took a Mike Tyson one. He was like, Well, goddamn, pal. Now, how, why'd you wear that one? said, so, I knew you were a fan. I love the shirt. And, you know, and he talked to me just because of that alone. He talked to me a little more than like the person before, the person after. You know, we talked about the Owen match, the Owen and the Shawn Michaels match. You know, he seems very bitter, but he was a very nice person. And all because of a Mike Tyson shirt. I just wanted to say that.
3: There's something about Tyson that gets him talking. There is something about Tyson because you mentioned to me, you mentioned that to me last year. And then I was talking to another gentleman who met him down at Frankenstein's, and, and he was like, "Yeah, dude, I wore um, a Mike Tyson shirt." And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait a second. you?" And he, let me guess, he started talking to you, and he goes, "Yeah, he was started talking to me about Tyson." I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: "What is it about Tyson shirts that gets Brett talking?"
0: <laughs> well, you know, th- these guys, you know, just think about it. their Their glory days were in the '90s, you know. So, very Mike Tyson, he was very, very prominent, you know late 80s into the 90s and that's what that's that's literally why i took my mike tyson shirt cause like you know i know he's a fan i know i've heard him and undertaker talking about mike tyson mm-hmm. i know they're gonna love it and surely enough like, well goddamn pal <laughs> how'd you know i was a fan of tyson that type of thing I was like uh, dude who doesn't love mike tyson And he was wearing a mike tyson shirt himself he was wearing like a green one i was wearing like a black one of brooklyn it says brooklyn on it and all that. i mean i love it and that's that's what started the conversation it was awesome I was telling uh, you to know that
3: I was telling Michael before uh before I called you he Tyson was one that I was gonna get an autograph and a picture with at WrestleCon Mm. this past year but then Mm. I told my dad my dad's like oh my god you're gonna pay that much for Tyson I can't how much I can't remember how much Tyson was my dad's like oh my god you're gonna pay that much to meet Mike Tyson you know son I would not pay that my dad was a is a huge boxing fan. He loved Ali. He loved Foreman. He loved Tyson. But I told him that Tyson wasn't to be at WrestleCon and I was thinking about getting an autograph and a picture. And he's like, oh my God, son, why would you do that?
0: Yeah, I think it was like 150, wasn't it? 130, 150?
3: Uh, 130, 150 in that price range. My dad, about had a heart attack right there, man, talking about those prices.
0: Yeah. I completely agree, <laughs> but here's the thing. I had no idea when I would have another chance to meet Mike Tyson. Yep. So trust me, in my opinion, it would have been totally worth it because that's Mike Tyson. Thank you for justifying
3: it's, it for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, your dad's not wrong because I still remember when I was very, very close to meeting Undertaker. And again, thank you, Joe, for making me feel like I made the right choice because he told me, he kind of told me, like, I kind of regret meeting him. You know, it's very quick. Yeah, I didn't even get to talk to him. He didn't sign my item where I wanted him to sign it. Yep. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm glad. You know, I, I would have met him had WWE not pulled him from Starcast because I kind of knew the price point at that point.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it is what it is. I'll meet him someday, and if I don't, I'm totally okay with it. I'll continue to you know did mess j- with my kid about the Undertaker.
3: <laughs> did Joe meet him at Frankincense? He did. he did. Okay, so Joe and I were there. Ah, I'm gonna meet that guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he, he's he's a cool guy you, you'll, you'll enjoy you'll enjoy talking with him yeah for sure yeah
3: alright Ray I'm gonna get going man you have yourself a wonderful night and actually I'll just be texting you
0: sounds good man you take it easy you guys stay safe make sure you wash your hands cover your face and keep doing the finger poke of doom
3: yes please keep doing that finger poke of doom thanks a lot Ray for coming on man
0: absolutely man thank you for having me alright
3: I want to thank Michael Sugarman and I want to thank Ray for being on. I know it's looking down at the counter. It's going to probably be about two and a half hours, but you know what? I love talking to both those guys. Ray and Michael are just two great guys that I don't even mind that it's two and a half hours because I had fun talking to them. And I hope you guys had fun listening, hearing those stories with Ray and Michael at their autograph signing. So as Ray said, hope you guys are staying safe. Hashtag fig life. Adios.
0: Fully holdable Let's go
1: Jeff and Scott the Tomb Brothers Busting out the ring
3: But we don't take it out the box M.O.C Happy toy hunting We'll see you next week with the OGs of W.F.P.